It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Shalom, 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 and This is Minister Shadid Ben Israel, Tribe of Judah, mm-hmm. and welcome to Thursday Night Fellowship Live. The time now is 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 o'clock p.m. Central. And, um, yeah. I'll, conduct a, I'll conduct a roll call. Uh, just uh, state your name for on the record. I think I heard uh, Brother E.K., I heard Brother Matthew. Is there anyone else that's on the line that's present? Falling on the record, this is Oscar Vaughn from the tribe of Benjamin. Shalom. 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 Honor for the record, Brother Matthew, tribe of Judah. Shalom, brother. Anyone else? Andrew for the tribe of Benjamin. Shalom. Shalom, brother. Anyone else? Shalom, everybody. Brother Gavin. Tribe of Benjamin. Shalom, bro. How are you doing, brother? I'm good, bro. How are you? I'm good, man. Keeping busy. Yes, sir. Is, is there anyone? I apologize. Is there anyone else that's uh, present? I don't know. I just uh, dialed in. Oh, I know, brother. I'll, I'm pretty sure there's someone else. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm taking roll call right now. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I'm just uh, trying to figure out if there's anyone else that's, you know, present. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, um, we can go ahead and open up the floor uh, for any discussion topics that anybody, uh, anyone wants to uh, address. Uh, just state your name for and on the record um, this evening. Uh, but be- before... We open up the floor. I do want to say, um, uh, if anyone isn't aware, we'll be going um, on break after this week. Um, classes will um, will be out. If I'm not mistaken, according to uh, Aqua Amya, we'll be coming back on June the 20th. Uh, as a matter of fact, Ima Yaru, do you know exactly when we'll be returning? You're correct, June okay. the 20th. Okay, I just want to yes, make that um uh, audible, so so you know we'll take that time out, you know, believe ourselves, go over our information that we've got in our classes, and then we'll come back and we'll can you know pick up where we've been um in the process or whatever um, yeah, we can now open up the well first and foremost is our uh, uh minister Priest on. 
Okay, I just wanted to make sure um, if you had any opening statements. So I just open up the floor for anybody. If they have anything that they want to share, just state your name on on the record. Um, I have something I wanted to just kind of throw around on the floor. Has anybody uh, been keeping up with this uh, incident with the uh, Trump rally uh, and uh, his, uh, the Issa Wright brothers? He went down there and um, had a Trump rally somewhere in, uh, I guess you can say, Mexico, so to speak, and they did not receive him too well. And he uh, he made some very interesting statements about those brothers. <laughs> Um, has anybody been keeping up with that? Brother, can you hear me? Say one more time, brother. I'm sorry. I said, brother, can you elaborate? Um, according to what I, because uh, I was only even catching on the um, news early this morning, we were talking about uh, uh, and some incidents that took uh, place during the Trump rally. Uh, uh, some riots had broke down, broke out in um Mexico during a uh, 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 Trump rally. Um, he goes on to say, you know, um, the people that were outside in the Trump, he said that the people that were in the Trump rally were pretty, you know, decent. You know, the place was nice. He said that the people that were outside in the Trump rally were criminals and murderers. And all that. But of course, he's been saying some really outlandish things about, you know, our Ishka Wright brothers from the get-go. Um, I'm not really sure what his whole you know, um, what his beef is with the his with our, you know, uh Isaac Wright brothers are, but he really has some uh, some issues with them. But I was just wondering if anybody been uh kinda keeping up with that or they found any found out anything more about what was going on with that. Yes. Um yeah, he's uh he's been uh saying throwing little things around and so when he went to New Mexico he did have another incident in another state not too long ago as everybody recall so uh, he went down there to New Mexico and from what I gather and keeping up with it on the news it was not like that there were different uh, professional people teachers mm-hmm. lawyers uh, all kind of people that were out there and it was a peaceful demonstration uh people were coming on there saying that the news just focuses on on the negativity but they never showed us being peaceful with our protests so you know mm. he was throwing little stuff around of course we know how the news operates so you know it's all a bit it was all a big thing and he just does not like you know the issue cars really don't really like anybody he's just it, basically he's just a businessman and Pretty much. You don't see it as lucrative to deal with people of that, you know, caliber is what, really what it all boils down to. And wow. I guess. Yes, indeed. And I I just kind of just threw that out there because I know that, you know, it's correct, brother, has been catching heat for like the last uh, several months since that guy's been running for presidency. But, um, you know, all good things come to an end. Uh, and I hope he enjoys his his run. For presidency, because um, I you know there have been you know uh, uh, White House officials who just even con- who even condemned the guy and just saying he's not even properly you know fit for the presidency. So I don't even I don't know how that's gonna work out. But um, um, oh, has anybody seen this video that went that uh was uh going viral about the guy who? Was at this White House uh, reception or something, and I, I can't remember his name. He's a comedian. He has a 
is a black guy. He has a show on um he has a show on Comedy Central. I think he had a show on Comedy Central. And this guy let loose. Oh man, he went in and he said some really interesting things at this uh reception, so to speak, or this uh White House dinner. I don't know Somebody if anybody T M Peel. Yeah. Light skinned guy. Um it's another guy. Cause I know you're talking about uh this um what's the guy's name? He has glass, he has a really bald head and that thing they replaced I think he took uh John Stewart's spot or something like that. I can't remember exactly what the guy's name. But he has a nice show on um Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Not, not Ricky Smiley, right? No, no not Ricky. Definitely not Ricky Smiley. <laughs> he don't have that. He do. He doesn't have that type of humor. I mean, this that, guy here was hilarious. That's he not did, the guy who who breaks his desk all the time, is it? It possibly could be because I I don't really watch. I don't I don't watch his shows all the time. However, anytime I have watched his shows, he's uh he's pretty much straightforward. He's very blunt and he says pretty much everything that's on his mind, but he doesn't Are you talking about that. You talking about David Chappelle? Not David Chappelle. I think his name is like Matthew Matt Matt something. I can't remember his name. Let me see if I can find this guy's name. He's on Comedy Central. Maybe he's not even on Comedy Central anymore, but he said some really interesting things um, about the uh, uh, Obama administration. I mean, he pretty much slapped the, uh, I guess you say, the white establishment in their face. I mean, some people were even booing him. It was ridiculous, but it was hilarious because it was, it was kind of, tr- it was, it was pretty true. What he, some of the stuff he was saying, wasn't like he necessarily was lying, but. He made a joke out of the, you know, the things that, you know, people who are so politically correct, you know, wouldn't say. And, I mean, the the white establishment there was like, this, you know, this this guy's not being, like, he's not that funny. Can you tag me in so I can see it when you have a chance? Yeah, I'm I'm looking for it, like, right now. Uh, I'm going to come back to that, but I'm just going to open up the floor for any discussions. I apologize for, you know, belaying the uh, floor. Anybody has the floor now? Shalom, this is Sister Nisha. I was hoping, because I think I just heard Gavin. I yeah, was hoping, you know, the text message you sent me was really, really, really good. But, I, like, you know how when you send a lot of text messages, sometimes they get jumbled up. So I was like, like, the first text message, I had to go down to, like, the fifth one to piece it together because that was the next thought. Can can you share um, with the line what the information that you sent over? Because that, that was some really good stuff. Uh, yes, sister. Um, my sister had uh, – Shalom Nation. This is Brother Gavin for the record. Uh, Tribe of Benjamin – my sister this morning sent me a text around like five thirty in the morning. Uh and um I'll just read it off. Um I don't re- I read through it but I can't remember every detail but I'll just read it off word by word if I if I may. Can I do that, um 
Brother Cedric? Yeah, that's fine, brother. Okay, let me uh, pull it up. Uh, here we go. So she's a nurse. She's a pediatric nurse uh, in New York, and, um, you know, I'm very passionate about these things. I talked to her about and then she must have tagged me this morning in reference to what I, how I feel and, you know, the gathered scientific facts from people who are, you know, in the industry. But anyway, it says, uh, I'll start by saying, medical, medical white scientists says the black community is being targeted by the medical system. They are deliberately being poisoned by, this is a video, I guess, by CC posted on May 16, 2016. Um, 35.5 K, K shares, comments, I don't know what that means, photo, credit, quote, Google. Um, it, it looks like she took it offline or something, I don't know. And uh, it says, a scientist who goes by the name Mike Adams, um, quote, the, the health ranger has broken the cardinal rule when it comes to snitching. He is literally exposing white America, particularly the medical industry, and the hate they have for black America today. You think blacks are killing blacks because they're just because they just hate each other? No, they are being poisoned and mentally conditioned to kill me and to kill to kill be be angry and hate each other. In certain demographics, most most often impoverished black neighborhoods. Blacks are being misdiagnosed with all types of diseases and are literally being treated with toxic treatments. Um, the, lead, the, the lead in Flint, Michigan, was deliberately put in a water supply. I'm sorry, the lead. <laughs> the lead in Flint, Michigan, was deliberately put in the water supply with a massive cover-up. The lead is development, 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 developmentally damaging the human brain, toxic poisonous to the toxic poisonous to the body and the central nervous system. The Washington DC water supply was also poisoned. This area is predominantly black as well. The vaccine for the autism cover up was deliberately given to black children, specifically black boys, and was admitted by a CDC scientist known as Dr. William Thompson. He confessed to it on naturalnews.com. He said he and others and other scientists covered up scientific evidence that showed that the vaccines cause autism. Mike Adams goes on to talk about the cancer industry, specifically in Detroit. He says doctors were misdiagnosing black people claiming they, they had cancer and put them on high doses of chemotherapy when, in fact, they never had cancer at all. Um, black people were targeted because they know that when blacks have cancer, it's more, of aggressive, it's more of aggressive due to their skin color, which blocks natural ultraviolet light from the sun, thus making blacks vitamin D, D deficient and more prone to dying of cancer. As a result, they are more lucrative to the cancer industry. They set up cancer screenings in black neighborhoods, falsely diagnosed 
then treat the patients with an aggressive form of chemotherapy and milk the in- and milk the insurance companies for money. He goes on to say there is a racial genocidal overlay to the medical system. It targets black people. Black people wake up. Yeah, and that's uh that's the whole article that she sent to me. Um I never got back to her. I was so busy today at work. I just basically I barely got off like an hour ago. Just got home, so it was like five thirty seven when she texted me. So I don't I haven't even talked to her like where she got it from or anything like that. Uh, but that's the that's the overall uh text. Uh, you. Shalom. Um, I, I, I don't know where she got the article from, but I, I do know that, you know, these things have been going on from since way back, targeted groups. You have your red zones, you know, you have your certain areas that they have um, factories and things like that. But on the same token, even in the Caucasian areas, um, you have the towers, you have this, you have that. And it, it, it has significance, but the way I view it, it's of no, no, no avail because our people, our men and our women, are interrelating with other nations and cultures. And so they have offspring. So, you know, it's going to bring it back right back to the ones that issue it. That's the way I see it. It will affect everyone if they're doing that. And uh, we will see the results in all races. And I yield. Uh, Andrew, you know, uh, but as you was reading that, what was coming to my head is what, what was coming to my head is how a lot of people, they say Isa, the white man, hates us and, you know, a lot of people say, oh, um, all nations is against us. And even though those individuals are saying those things, not only speaking of one particular religious group or one particular of group, but speaking about all people who are just specifically focused on the black nation um, and trying to cause some kind of segregation due to the fact of the skin color, even though they're making mention of what they're making mention of, even though they're saying what they're saying, a lot of them are not realizing that, yes, they are right, but in the perspective that they're viewing it, they're all wrong because all the hatred and all the, um, you can say, the inequality is being done through the language of law. And at the end of the day, if we do not acknowledge the importance of law, and the effects of law, such as status, then we're going to be subjected to be getting the short end of the stick. We're going to be subjected to be getting the worst of the worst, and we're going to be continuously treated as if we are, quote-unquote, the dregs of the barrel. Mm-hmm. You know? So without a shadow of a doubt, I know Oxedric, and many of the other brothers, they may mention this a lot of time, we have the opportunity to be put in, you know, we have to be looking at this thing. We have to be looking at this as in, that, you know, we're setting up government. We are the ones to actually be sitting in government positions, and it should not be taken as lightly. Because the stuff that we're hearing about, 
we have the wits to know how to make the changes, if not now, in the future. But having the wits and then having the strength to... Having the wits is different from having the strength to complete with the wits you have. And that's the thing that we got to continuously kind of uh, prepare ourselves and endure to that very point that when it's time and our number is called, we do that which we're destined to do by the way of the most side. And are you... Um, uh, this is Minister Cedric. I just want to also throw in there. We did uh, kind of like a, a news story on this some time ago, but this was in relation to a movie that's out that's actually talking specifically about that issue. Um, it's called Vax. Um, uh, from um, from cover up to catastrophe, and it's exactly uh, about how the CDC has a cover up of diagnosing young boys with autism. And um, I'm not necessarily st- uh, sure exactly where it's showing in other areas, but I know they're showing it in uh, Santa Monica, California, California, and I think it's Pasadena as well. But the, you guys can go to vax, V-A-X-X-E-D.com or vax.themovie.com or .org, and I'm pretty sure it will show you the locations of where it's actually showing or whatever. Um, anyone else has any comments about this particular issue because it is a, a, something of extreme importance considering, you know, um, we have, well, I don't necessarily know a whole lot of um, um, our brothers who have autism, you know, but obviously this is something that, you know, is, is starting to become an epidemic in our community. So if anyone who knows anybody who has autism and in regards to this particular discussion, you guys can speak up and add your um, thoughts. Oh, for the record, Brother Gavin again. Yes, sir. Um, you know, I know a lot of kids and I know a lot of adults with autism spectrum and that has so-called uh, have autism. But um, I, I was going to say a couple of things, to, you know, to core, you know, like I, I haven't even responded to that. I haven't even thought about that. I just, I saw the article and then I saw my sister and I said, you know, that's what I've been saying all along anyway. But, um, you know, uh, I'm sorry, excuse me. Uh, I have to take this phone call. I'm sorry to do this. Uh, I'll be right back. I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead, brother. We'll be here. Um, we'll pick up when he comes back. Um, I do want to, uh, ask a question because I saw this on Facebook sometime uh, today, and I, I want you guys' opinion about this. So there was a post of, of the black judge, of the brother who freed the man who was involved in the Freddie Gray uh, case. He had been acquitted. Um, and the guy, uh, they posted the guy as a racist, uh, the judge as a racist, uh, called him coon and all several different things. Um, but in regards to that, no one, there are a lot of people who haven't really looked at the case, not really looking at the fact that the case is ex parte. So, I mean, you know, by the way of, uh, by the way that the evidence, you know, turned out, you know, that's, I'm assuming that's how, why he got acquitted. And that's the only way that it would work anyway in an ex parte case. 
But I just want you guys' thoughts about the whole situation, if you guys, if anyone has heard anything about it um, and what you guys' thoughts are on it. And what are you guys' thoughts on ex parte cases? Shalom, foreign on the record. This is Sister Anisha, tribe of Judah. Yes. It's, it's, it's really interesting because I had posted something on my page um, of this lady who is um, a criminal defense um, attorney now, and she mm-hmm. used to work for New York City, and she used to be a prosecutor. For the city, and she was really upset, black lady. And she said, she was like, you know, I just don't want to do this no more. She said, you know, I worked for New York. <clears throat> I worked for New York for X amount of years as a prosecutor. I used to, you know, um, indict people left and right. She was like, you know, the saying that it doesn't take anything you can to to indict a ham sandwich. Well, that's basically true. And then she was like, you know, you're wondering why when you have these situations like, you know, Mike Brown and um, Eric Gardner and Trayvon Martin and and Tamia Rice and the little girl that was killed in her bed and how these cops are just getting off scot-free. She was like, first of all, you have to understand that, you know, what you just said, that these were ex parte hearing. And she said that someone has to do something about the laws on the book. We have to change um, the legislature because if they keep trying cases like this, so so basically she says as a a defense, a criminal defense uh, attorney now, so she switched sides. She went from prosecutor to defending people. She okay. said in in those type of um, cases, mm-hmm. she said, do you know when I go into the courtroom, I'm not even allowed to speak? Mm. If my client wants to ask me something, we have to go outside of the court and for them to ask me. I can't give my client any advice or anything like that. So, all of the evidence that is basically being submitted is coming from, is one-sided. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So she was like, you're going to see more cases like this where these cops are just getting off because of the way the laws are written and the cases are tried. And she said, you know, I'm just really, she said, I, I'm, I've had it. I've had it. Like, you know, they, they hate us. And she said, and I'm an attorney. I'm seeing this day in, day in out. I've been an attorney for two decades. And she was like, I'm just tired. They just be screwing us left and right. They just literally hate us. With that to the side, that point to the side, I also, I think it was, um, I think it might have been a Dick Gregory um, video, documentary that I was watching with Dick Gregory was talking about Freddie Gray. Um, And he was saying what people don't know about that whole case is that Freddie had won a settlement against the cops. Right. Before he was killed by them. And that they they were sending him death threats saying that they were going to kill him. 
Mm-hmm. I but, heard about that, yeah. I heard about that as well. I had no idea about that. And um, yeah. you can fill me in on it some more and um, with that idea. Now, the little bit I do know about it, actually, there's a, I can say something. If I'm not mistaken, I think there's an article about that. You can Google uh, the article, say, if it's still around, about how he uh, had won a settlement way before. As a matter of fact, the article was floating around on Facebook for like a little minute, and you didn't see it anymore. Um, I, you probably have to Google it, something like that, but that, that's how I ended up finding out about the uh, settlement that he had won before he uh, got killed or whatever. Um, as a matter of fact, I think that was announced sometime like right right around the time that it was like the the situation was like really really big. I think it came out, but I didn't follow up on it too much. But here's my whole thing, because I'm I guess I have to go and look in the you know look in the books is how are ex parte proceedings even initiated? Because if they had, like because I was hearing what you were saying and the sister was saying that. When her uh, her client is in the courtroom and she's there, she says she's not even allowed to speak. And if her client has a question, they have to go outside. So I'm just kind of like, okay, well, if it's if it's an ex parte proceeding, but there's the, the her client is there being represented. But you have somebody who's, I guess you could say, uh, uh, defending, uh, you know, the evidence or whatever. I'm like, well, how is the case even? Consider it to be a one-sided situation. How do you even set that up? And, you know, I, I guess I'm going to have to look into that because now that problem, like who who calls for, oh, wait, if I'm not mistaken, I read up on that. I think they're saying that um, it's the prosecutor or something that, that actually initiates oh, ex parte. Does anybody know how ex parte proceedings are uh, initiated? And that, you, you speak of ex partes as far as uh, dealing with the judge and things of that nature? Yeah, because there's no jury in uh, ex partes. Yeah, uh, I, I've had experience with that. And believe me, I went directly to the AOC, which is in my state capital. But it, it, it's normally initiated through the uh, attorneys when they want favors and things like that. And, of course, you know, money buys everything, power and stuff. The judges normally take that, you know, up under the table. It happened to me, well, to my daughter. And it was really profound. But, you know, there's a process you can go through to um, remedy that. You know, in other words, you you have to actually get busy and write and, and, and put that stuff on the record and put it out there, contact the judge, you know, uh, put it, send uh, the information uh, to the AOC, which is, um, you know, they are over the courts, so they have to investigate it. But normally it's the attorneys that, you know, attorneys haven't, uh, you got to remember, the attorneys uh, sleep in bed with these um, judges. And that, what right. I mean by that is that they, outside of courts, they uh, golf with them, they do different things with them. They have stocks and stuff and things of that nature. So it's going to continue to happen, but you do have to be aware and be aware that you can go through another process to uh, get that under under wraps, get it controlled. I yield. Yes, ma'am. And and I just thought that was something of um, some some great importance because, you know, we have – 
are people who are so, um, I guess you could say so, I don't even want to use the word savage, but they're so brain dead, so to speak, that they don't investigate these matters. Like, they don't look into how judicial processes actually, um, um, how it occurs. So they're so quick to harp on the emotion train, and then we just, yep, 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 I hate the judge, yada, yada, yada. And I'm just kind of like, and I ask the question, what would you have done if you were this judge? Considering the way that this case was presented, what would you have done? Because we can't, because I guess you can say looking, being in the seat of a judge, you cannot be biased. You see what I'm saying? You can't just come into the courtroom and say, well, I'm already on this person's side. I don't like that person. Then you're not being the arbitrator. You see what I'm saying? I mean, everything's going to be, of course, the case is one-sided, but it's only one-sided from the point that the person who's presenting the evidence is presenting just back. They're presenting the evidence. But the judge has to look at the evidence, and then they have to look at uh, the way that the evidence is being presented. So there's two, I guess you can say there's two sides to it. Uh, but dealing in one proceeding, but at the end of the day, I'm just saying, look, our people really need to be more educated in, uh, uh, I guess you could say, judicial matters, and that's a, that taught me a very important lesson because I, I guess I realize now it's not really that easy being a judge. It really isn't. Um, but for the judges who are, you know, under the table with these attorneys, it'll come, you know, you know, it'll come to the light, you know, whether or not they're perverting their office. Right. I mean, cause they'll slip up. Yeah, I mean, they'll slip up, you know, time and again. It, it happens. It happens all the time. Look at the guy who got sent to prison for 28 years for um, uh, uh, hauling those, um, those teens off to that private prison for all those millions of dollars. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the, 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 the attorneys and the lawyers were in the beds with these uh, private prisons, and the judges were in the bed with the attorneys, and they were getting a kickback from every time they send these teenagers to these juvenile facilities that were run by these private prisons like CCA and all these other different things. So they're going to slip up, you know. That's just the way it works. But I just, you know, to see, I'm not going to lie, to see this happen over and over again with the whole Freddie Gray and Tamir Rice and uh, all the others, it's like it would make you go and see, like, what is it that is being done in these cases or in these proceedings that is making it where these people are getting off? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, you know, it's just happening too often. Like, it's almost like every single case that involves a black person or a black male being gunned down and shot by a police officer it's almost ex parte. I mean, it just seems like everything comes off as ex parte. But then I thought about something, and I'll say this and I'll open up the floor again. I thought about a podcast I was listening to, uh, Preacher did years ago, about the United States Constitution. And there is a clause in the Constitution where the government, the United States government, isn't responsible for the emancipation or the death of any uh, any slaves, and they don't have to compensate the loss thereof. 
That's in the Constitution. Wow. So I keep, just keep thinking about, like, what, you know, what are we missing when we're looking at these cases? So, I, you know, I think it would help us out if, you know, from time to time, just at the spirit of the moment, we just go and look at these cases sometimes mm-hmm. just to kind of see how these things are being conducted right. because right. It just, this is crazy. But I, I just want some more thoughts on all of this because Sister Anisha just gave us the view from a person who was a was it a, a prosecutor? Well, she was both. She was a prosecutor first, and, and then she switched over to defense. Mm-hmm. I'm going to you in on her video because she struck me because she was like, you know, I live in Long Island, and she was like, you know, I have to tell my son. She said, we're allowed to, 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 to uh, have airsoft rifles in Long Island, but right. I got to tell my son your white friend can play with the BB gun, but you, you can't play with the BB gun. Mm-hmm. Well, because I'm worried about some out-of-control Nassau County cop rookie who's not worth his salt or haven't had enough experience running up on my son with a fake gun or BB gun and thinking it's, you know, the real, real deal and murdering him. You know, so she's like, I, 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 she said, I'm, I had it. I had it. I, I thought that I would be able to come up in here and make a difference, but they got the system set up in a way where you can't make a difference. The legislature has to be changed. Yes, it does. Until, it's, until it's changed, mm-hmm. you're going to keep seeing this reoccurring over and over again. So I'll tag you in on that yeah. that. Yeah. That that uh post, but um yeah man, it's crazy, it's crazy. I'm wondering if we did this. Did we do this to them? I'm wondering. No, it, but is it not what Brother Priest has been speaking of? Is that you know that status? Yeah. You know why we where we're at? They have the right to do that. Is not that not resonating in us? Right. Especially as a nation, aren't you not seeing? That yeah. has got to be like this. That is what's been happening, and it's going to happen on a much more rapidly, uh, 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 much more obvious because we are aware now. So it, it, it's not a surprise. I mean, here in here in Kentucky right now, we have been a pretty well uh, level state. Uh, it's a commonwealth, yes, but we've been a pretty well level state, and I mean, murders are starting to happen all over the place. You know, and shooting. So uh, it's going to amp up, but it shouldn't be a surprise because we now know why it is happening, why they have that jurisdiction, why they're doing what they're doing. It's not a surprise, you know. But as far as us being able to do anything, we here in the nation have that ability, mission, and we've been commissioned to understand this, but look at it from a neutral standpoint and understand what we have to do, which would be to know law, study law, enact it, and be it, and do it, and eventually, over time, these people are going to start to see and start to realize, wait a minute, and we're speaking, and we've got blog talks, radio, and all this is going to resonate and it's going to uh, spread all out through the communities, but it's happening slowly. And, you know, it's just something that just happens. But I wanted to say one thing about the, uh, like the like the sister was saying about the prosecutor and stuff and uh, ex parte and all that good stuff. You know, um, 
you got to understand, I just seen a, a well, it's been a while ago, about a year or so ago, I read an article on uh, where President Obama, he's got, well, the, you know, up there, they have a big warehouse. Okay, as a matter of fact, this was introduced to me in 2013 by Dr. Shirley. And uh, huh. they got a big warehouse. And in this big warehouse, you got to remember record keeping. Us people, we did record keeping when we were coming, you know, our ancestors, record keeping. Mm-hmm. And it was expounded on and extended to those in society why it's going on today. And if you know, everybody around in this nation know on this phone that these people are good record keepers. So mm-hmm. anything that the judges do, attorneys do, or anybody does, and, and, and I'm thinking about what you said, Cedric, last night, you know, mm-hmm. the other night to Sister Anisha and I, is that, you know, all this stuff, like, uh, it's going to come back. It, you, you can't throw nothing out there and it don't come back. You can't wash yep. your clothes and the dirt's not going to come out. It's just not going to happen. It's going to come out. And all of these records that are kept, and, and, and also if a lot of these people or judges that die off, Guess what? Who's going to have to pay their debt, right? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you, can you expound on that, brother? You know what I'm saying? It, you know what I'm – do you understand what I'm saying? And in some instances, I do. Um, but for the most part, let, I'll just say this, because I know you have to finish up your thought. When you – when they're doing all of this stuff and they're being transparent about it, don't think that for one second that this doesn't catch up to them because at the end of the day, they're bonded. And right. That, right. you see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. they have to all, every, everything has to be accounted for. Mm-hmm. And like Ema just said, once they lose those particular judges, who is going to pay their debt? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything has to yeah. be accounted for. So I don't know. Yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. Oh. Go ahead. At the end of the day, <laughs> we're in debt, this United States. And the mm-hmm. uh, international bankers don't care. They're not deserving. They don't care. We, we, just pay the debt, you know. And it, it's going to have to be paid. And and, and, one, and I'll say this so through. One profound thing that my, my, my uh, concert says, he says, you know, it's funny because once they – press down on the uh, poor people and drain them like a beat. Eventually, they're going to go to the middle class and and, and totally just get all of them, which is happening. It started in Mm. 2008. I see a lot of Caucasians sitting by the side of the road with their car hot, can't afford to get it fixed. I've even seen some of them leave their little uh, ATM uh, uh, receipts, uh, you know, at the ATM because they barely got 2 or $3 in them. You know, I see a lot of their children can't go to college now, so forth and so on. So at the end of the day, they, they, once they get rid of all of them, the, the lower class, the minorities, the middle class, what are they going to do? They're going to feed yep. on themselves. Yep. 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 And they're getting welfare. Uh, they're getting food stamps now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know what, sister? Let me tell you something profound about that which our people don't know and have been conditioned to think wrong about. Do you know the affirmative action and all that crap was put in place for them? 
And then, then they turn around, they have to figure out how to give them jobs. So they started putting us in situations where you need a psychiatrist or you need a doctor or you need this help or you need that help. That's how a lot of these people are in jobs now, okay? Mm. They were poor mm. back then. The only the select few was making it and doing it and getting it. Go back and look mm. at the, uh, um, uh, what is that, uh, the Dr. Jekyll Hyde, whatever the thing was, Jekyll, whatever. They were mm-hmm. sitting there manipulating the stuff then. Trying to figure out how they was gonna, you know, if, if if you if us if we was in power, we gonna look out for our people. So they have to look out for other people. The, the, their people were standing in lines getting them little. Have you ever seen them old food stamps? They look like little stamps, little booklet of stamps, old food stamps. And they stood in line and got sugar and flour and stuff. They were not doing no better during the depression and stuff. They had to figure out how to. Put them in place in a position. All these uh, uh, jobs that they talk, you know, all these um, welfare jo- things that they saying about the Negroes or all this and all that, it started for them. Yeah. I am. Yes, ma'am. I, I think I saw an article, uh, I, I can't remember what state. There's a state in the Midwest that is the the food stamp capital of the nation, and it is basically 99% Caucasian. Yes, ma'am. And, wow. and there's a, Vermont is the number one heroin state in the nation, and it is 99% white. Jeez. Right. But they will have us think that mm-hmm. we the judges mm-hmm. and, you know, we're the ones getting the welfare mm-hmm. and food stamps and living off of the government. Right. It's all it's psychological warfare. Exactly. You know, and, and welfare. Um, yeah. Yes, ma'am. And so mm-hmm. I can understand, I can understand them, you know, targeting our communities, um, you know, for scientific experiments. I can believe that as far as that, because I know quite a few people, one of my girlfriends, her twins um, are autistic, um, and they didn't start showing those the signs of autism until they started getting those vaccinations. Um, Jenny McCarthy, the chick that used to be on MTV that was married to Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, her son, the same thing she said, as soon as he got the shot, she could see a drastic, immediate change in his, his you know, um, his, his, his mannerisms, his, his awareness, everything. Wow. So they've known for quite a, some time how those vaccines actually affect, you know, uh, children, and There's more, you know, fluoridating our water. When fluoride has no scientific, it shows no scientific proof of, you know, um, enhancing, you know, health in any. If anything, it shows that it calcifies your, you know, the calcification of the penile gland. Mm-hmm. So. You know, why are you putting this fluoride in our water and then telling us it's good for us? Uh, the gentleman, I had a, um, the pleasure of interviewing this gentleman, Full Cheese Karasa, yesterday. He's a um, holistic healthcare practitioner, and um, 
he was saying, you know, we were talking about, I said, well, we were talking about all the different systems in the body, and he was uh, talking about the lymphatic uh, system in detail and circulatory system in detail. And um, we got, I asked him about the thyroid. Is that the, you know, is that the lymphatic system? He said, no, the thyroid is the endocrine system. Um, And, you know, it's really important for that also to be functioning correctly because that also aids with releasing toxins out of your body. And then he went on to say that, you know, back in the days, he was like, I don't know if you remember on the Morton salt, it would say it's iodized salt, you know, because one of the minerals that um, he's like, let's, let's put it this way. When people say, you know, when people die, you know, and they die of natural causes, he said, you know, what, you know, they have a heart attack or something like that. They say that that's natural causes, you know, um, but what's really happening is it's a loss of minerals to keep your body functioning at its optimum health. Iodine is one of those minerals that your body needs, especially your thyroid, to function appropriately. So he was like, you know, way back in the days, if you didn't notice, like on the Morton salt, they would say it was iodized, you know, um, salt. And so that's how they used to push it and market it to get people to use it because they were telling them that they would get their necessary dosage of iodine when they use Morton salt. But what they didn't tell you was all the other crap that they were putting into it that leads to high blood pressure because salt itself is not bad for you. Like sea salt in moderation, that's not bad, bad for you. But you have to look at the other things that they're putting in these products. I mean, this guy goes in deep. He goes in deep with, lo- like, lotions and talking about your skin being an organ and um, how, you know, people will tell you that you should use petroleum, you know, petroleum jelly is good for keeping your, your skin oiled and, 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 and young. But what is petroleum? Don't you put petroleum in your car? Because you're putting, a, you're putting gasoline on your body. <laughs> so you're poisoning yourself. Like people don't think about that. People don't even think really, you know, think about that. And which leads we I think I did a couple an article on um uh these different topical lotions, eucerin was one of them that was was causing tumors on people's skin. Like they are literally poisoning the population in hopes to decrease it because they want to maintain, continue to maintain control. And though these things happen a lot rapid, more rapidly within our community, because just let's face it, they're really trying to get rid of us. They're really trying to get rid of us. But, you know, yeah. we're not going nowhere. No. Um, <laughs> they're, also, they're also attacking every other nationality also, as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and you know, you know sister, that actually started. I mean, it, it's been going on from day one, nothing new under the sun. But I, I remember when Hitler and um, 
you know, visiting Germany and the concentration camps that I was had the opportunity to do, you know, they was doing all kind of experiments on the so-called Jews and the Czechoslovakians and the Hungarians, and you know, they was they was doing they was that's how they were able to fast forward it to our country and to now to our people because I, at the end of the day, surely they knew who we were, the chosen Jews, you know, and a lot of our our men. And women, but particularly men. My father went over to uh, uh, Germany and in different parts of that country, and and the people over there loved the the Negroes, you know, loved them. So, but they was experimenting with these Hungarians, Czechoslovakians, Jews, putting them in concentration camps, uh, uh, experimenting on them, and then throwing them in the ovens, and then making things out of their bodies and skin and hair. But they perfected all of these diseases and stuff. And I'm gonna tell you, you can do your research. IBM had a lot to do with that, okay? They had contracts with IBM and other com- other uh, companies over here now. A lot of people don't know these things. You can research it. And then at a certain period in time, after the war and everything, they got a lot of the, the Russians and German uh, scientists and excavate them here called Operation Paperclip. And that's when they got into the NASA program. And, and so if they, if they was doing all this... Um, you know, experimentation and lying and stuff. They are all these uh, scientists came over here. Were, were or what do you call them? They defected over here and and started doing a lot of crazy stuff over here and uh, formulating a lot of groups. Uh, uh, you know, which has resulted in all of these things being uh, introduced into our communities. Because at one time they needed us. We built this country. We built a lot of things. Now they see, like Pharaoh saw, we're are multiplying like crazy. Right, we don't stop. <laughs> so you're absolutely correct. But, it, you know, we have to always keep in mind and, and not dwell in history, but recognize history. I think that's another reason why Brother Priest introduces history to us, because we have to know how a lot of things originated. Then we'll understand it's not just happening or just beginning. It's been a, a, a like you said, a, a war on us from day one, and, and, and they are sub- subject. Like I don't know if anybody caught what I said earlier. If they are doing all this to us, it, it really is to no avail because our people are mixing with their people. You know, I got people across the street, around the corner where I reside, and they got you know they're married to white women or whatever, or you know, uh, you know what I'm saying, and. That's putting it into that seed, you see? So eventually it's going to affect them too, <laughs> wouldn't it not? Yeah, it's affecting them. I mean, they're drinking the water too. They're breathing the air. They're eating the food. So, you know, it, it's affecting them. It's affecting everybody. I mean, you have to see how big the kids are today. And you know, I'm looking at these little girls yeah. and even the boys, and I'm saying, I, kids were never this big when I was growing up. We had a right. couple of few big kids, but they were like, "Oh my God, you're ju- you know the Green Giant, Jolly Green uh-huh. Giant," because you you look so weird standing to your other classmates. But now mm-hmm. it's like they're all freaking hormoned up. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. all hormoned up. And it's, it's, um, it's, I don't understand, 
you can't ha- you can't not see it if you're really looking with your eyes. And I see what the what Yeshua was saying: those with ears hear, and those with mm-hmm. eyes see. Because people could be looking at it and still don't see it. But I don't mm-hmm. understand how you can't. Yeah, yeah. And you know, going with that, as far as the children and the people and their bodies and stuff, you know, I mean. Like I said, you look at it, yet they're they're just outrageously, you know, uh, you know. But I had to write a thing to a doctor one time, and they go by the uh, body mass, you know, the BM, and uh, going to tell me, you know, you're overweight. And of course, you know, I, at that particular time, I'm one forty, one fifty, stocked, you know, and stacked. And they're going to say you're overweight. And I had to let them know I, it upset me because they're saying we're going by this body mass scale and everything. I did some research, and they really don't have no legitimate research on Negroes' body mass. They're they're um, predicating our body mass off of their body mass. And if you look at our, mm-hmm. even when it comes down to saying shalom and shalom, uh, our tongues and our, our dialect is different because of our features and our construct and our, you know, our ethnicity. So, you know, a, a lot of the stuff that they're putting out there and conditioning and telling us, it's not true. It's right. not true. And that's why the scriptures say you have to discern. Do your research, study to be approved, but also learn to discern What's really going on? And I'm going to tell you something. The, the, the majority of stuff that's being put out here fed is propaganda because I don't see mass amounts of people dropping dead. Yes, we're going to all pass away. Yes. That's true. Yes, we're going to all have disease. Everybody has the, the ability to have certain diseases in your body anyway, but that's why the Most High Yah put the put an immune system in you to do what it has to do. And you, I don't really, I, I you know, I'm, I've lived to be 60, and right now I don't see a lot of people dropping dead health-wise. They have issues. They go to the doctor, get whatever. But most people are dropping dead and dying from guns and drugs. What about this new drug that they talk about trying to pass? I hope it don't pass, but what about this new drug? What about this other drug they got out here uh, uh, that took the place of uh, uh, Oxycontin and all that? What about this heroin that's, that's saying, hi, I'm back? What oh, my God. That? what I saw on the train, on the train there is an advertisement for a new HIV vaccine. <laughs> yeah. I said, yeah. what? Wait a minute, there's a... There's oh, a there's an ad on the train for HIV vaccine. Yes. Wow. Interesting. Secure your future. Make sure you're never positive. The new HIV vaccine. I said, holy crap. You gotta be kidding me. You don't even know what the heck is in that thing. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, but it's 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 we're in a time where we should be really just ecstatically happy. <laughs> we should be just overwhelmingly happy that uh, we have enough, have the opportunity to be able to have our eyes open and our ears can hear. You know, it's just it's just overwhelming what's going on, and it's going to increase. Why? Because of technology, communication, radio, television, internet. That's why. You know, but a lot of things were going on back in my day, too, you know, but it just was not televised like this, 
I mean, it, you know, it's getting worse, but it's it's televised too. And a lot of this stuff, I tell you, um, I guess this is ladies' night. The guys are listening, so <laughs> sit back and listen, guys, to us women tonight. That's what you guys do. Anyway, you know, uh, yeah, with us ladies. Any other ladies in the house? <laughs> Oh, we ain't really? gonna get to jibber jabber like this, but we just gonna we're gonna if you gentlemen don't mind, you know, can we just talk tonight? Now, what about when you look at uh, um, television and you see a lot of stuff? It's called why is it called television? I want to mm-hmm. show you something profound. When you look at the scriptures, in the scriptures it says, uh, without the vision, the people would perish. Now, the creator, he's already told his vision. He's already given his story. So it's got to be a total opposite. And the television is telling us their vision. So anything that you see on there, you're thinking, oh, wow. You know, a lot of times when they're showing stuff on here about wars and stuff, go look it up. They are using old footage or they're using certain things has been done before that they have to bring back because it's not really what it seems. Yes, it's bad. Yes. But look where it's bad at in our communities where we're turning on each other. They don't have to put nothing in our system for real. Now, who is to say say if the water's really tainted with lead? Who is to really say down there? Who is to really say? But what's the first thing a person or people will do? They will panic. And then they'll start tripping, and then they'll start doing things that are different because they feel like, you know, they've been violated, giving me water with lead and stuff. You know, President Obama just went down there recently, and he stood up there and he drunk some of the water. Now, who is to say if it's the water, actual water or not? But what I'm saying is we have to free our minds of all of this bull crap and really start looking at things like Brother Priest said from a lawful standpoint and from a commercial standpoint. Now, would it be commercially uh, 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 equitable for them to just totally get rid of all of us? Would it be? Think about it. Think about it. Or would it be economically uh, uh, equitable for them to have most of us uh, disabled or impaired? Yes, they want to. Yes, they say they want to decrease the the world. But if the Creator said, "Be fruitful and multiply," who can stand against that? You tell me. Who can stop that? Right? No right? one. No one. What do you think, can. sister? What do you think, sister? I I um I understand what you're saying. It's not going to be equitable and profitable for them to get rid of all of us. But I do think it will be equitable and profitable to them to have a select amount of us and have us psychologically under control. Yes. So that's why they have these methods like television mm-hmm. and radio. Mm-hmm. and social media, et cetera, et cetera. What really struck me to my core when you started talking about television, mm-hmm. that's why Brother Priest has created not only Soul Science Radio, but he has also created Soul R Vision. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, I, I, I didn't even realize that. Yes. 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 This is our soul, our vision. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And it's very important 
to broadcast it mm-hmm. because there has to be a counteractive to mm-hmm. the propaganda that this beast incorporated is putting out there. Mm-hmm. I was watching, um, what was I watching when they talked about this? I can't remember um, who it was, but they were talking about, like, the United Arab immigrants, and um, they talked about uh, China and Japan and Russia and Africa and how they were deliberating and contemplating how they could take it to the man or take it to the beast, because they knew that the beast had already accumulated so much wealth, they weren't going to be able to defeat the beast with money. They knew that the beast was so technologically advanced in warfare that they could not take it to the beast with guns and tanks. So these smaller nations began to create their own media. I think it was the Young Turks. Mm-hmm. I was watching the Young Turks on YouTube. Yeah. And um, the guy that was the uh, uh, owner of one of the NBA teams, you know, I see his face. I can't remember his name. He's very popular. Matter of fact, he used to be down at Rucker and Kingdom all the time when street ball was at its high before Jay-Z infiltrated it and messed it up. But um, Minute, the Minute brothers, one of them, I think he, now he started the Young Turks because he was working for a different broad, broadcasting company and they fired him because he wouldn't go along with the protocol. And he would say things, out of the norm that ruffled feathers, and he would ask questions that ruffled feathers, <clears throat> even though the ratings was good for the, you know, the ratings were good for the show that he was on, they had to find a reason to get rid of him, and they canned him eventually, and he started the Young Turks. But he was saying these smaller countries, what they came up with to combat the beast and to cap- captivate an audience, to fulfill their agenda, to organize their nation, is they came up with alternate uh, um, mediums of media so that they could tell their story of what was happening and stop giving the beast the capability of tarnishing their reputations and molding their nation's character. And that's how they were able to take control of their nation and be able to govern their own people. That's no different from what Brother Priest is has been charged with and is asking us to accept the charge for as well. Yes. I agree. And and that's one of the beautiful things about our nation. And, you know, I, I just feel so positive. I've always been a positive person, you know. I, 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 I can, you know, I can see the good out of the bad. I always have been able to. A lot of people say that's being naive and stuff, but it always seemed to work for me. Uh, you know, I, 
and, and then I always have this belief that you have to be able to prove, have it proven to yourself to be able to, you know, handle any situation. You just don't go by what people say. You you have to investigate. And I know a lot of stuff is authentic, like the uh, seas uh, uh, are spitting forth whales and fishes and, and, and all kind of marine life. Yes, you know, something's happening out there in the waters, whether it's man uh, uh, initiative or, or something higher. Uh, these things, yes, these things are happening. Our food and stuff is being uh, uh, controlled and manipulated. But on the same token, um, it, the power. The power to be able to not only do what we need to do, but that mindset, the mind. The mind is a terrible thing to waste, so uh, we have that energy. We have those neurons that connect to all of our, 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 our systems and our bodies to uh, spark uh, you know, to clean and clear that uh, penile gland within our, our, our upper our corner of our house. We have the ability to heal ourselves, really. Our bodies heal. Certain parts of our bodies heal at certain stages. Your blood, your bones, everything heals. So we have the ability and the power to go beyond that physical and get into the physical in the mind or the mental in the mind, the spiritual and the mental. And if we, in, if we get in tune back in with that, be, allow ourselves to slow our frequency down. Down, I believe that we can make anything happen. And you know, Sister Anisha, we talked about the other night about what the power to be able to move mountains. You think all those things that were written in the scriptures that we're saying are authentic or true or real, and we don't apply them or at least believe in it to apply? Belief means, or to have faith, is to believe something that exists that you haven't got or seen yet. So are these things that are irrelevant that we cannot take a hold of and utilize and put to use? And I'm saying our minds are so powerful. If we're only using a certain percentage, 5%, 10%, do you not think that we're not increasing it just by being in this nation, just by being a participant of real estate and radio and all these things. All these things are igniting a fire in us. But it, we can make that fire be a real fire by putting our mindsets together and understanding, yes, there's things going on out here. Yes, but there's also a lot of propaganda. There's a show called uh, on TV. It's on True's channel, and I happened to glance at it last night. It's a musician. Have anybody seen that Barro or Ferraro, Barraro? Anybody seen that? This guy literally goes around in all kind of settings, in all kind of cultures, all kind of peoples, and he's a magician. And he he gets some so to the point where they actually believe the illusion. You know what I'm saying? And if I if he came to me and did something like that, I would first look at him like he's crazy and say, Now you know that's not real. You know that can't happen. Now, what did you do? But most people are so fascinated and, and awed about magic. And you guys, the radio guys on here that's in the news team, do you all remember when I did the news story on magic about the um, senators in that state yes. wanted that? Yes. Do you all remember that? That's the reality. Texas. It was Texas. Do you remember that? Huh? Yep. They wanted and to have re- magic as, uh, as um, the state something. Yeah, I, the state. Oh, yeah, uh, I remember I that. You remember that? I think yeah, I remember you of, did a story about that. State of yeah. Texas or something. I, yeah, I did a story on that. And they, listen, family on here, they said they're going to make that a national, you know, um, uh, a thing. Magic. Come on now. Now, to me, forgive me. Forgive me the most time. Forgive me, people. If that's what you got to resort to and come out and tell me you're going to do magic, 
Well, what I say to that is, okay, let's get it on. Let's play y'all ball, okay? Because, mm-hmm. see, his magic is greater than your magic. All that bull crap you're putting on TV. I get so sick of hearing people talk about, well, you know, they got this going on, and they got that going on, and the news this and news that. Really, what do you have going on? That's what I ask them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what you got going on? Are, are you just going to sit there on the couch and let all of this uh, 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 overwhelm you and take you over? Or are you going to get up off your behind and get out here and do something about it? If it's just, well, look, you ain't got to get out here and do nothing. Just, just pray, okay? Just pray mm-hmm. if that's what you got to do. Right. You know what I'm saying, sister? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're waiting for the mothership. They're waiting, like I told you, they're waiting for Jesus to come out of the house. Well, that's okay, because here we are. Here we is. Isn't there something on the radio like that? Uh, uh, The mothership, right, you know? Here we is. You know, just just, just remember, when it comes, what are you going to do? Are you just going to stand there in awe, or are you going to get on board, Okay. You know, because, I mean, the mother should come right down for a Negro uh, community. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to be going and walking around and, man, look at those wheels, man. Look at look at that drop top. You know what I'm saying? You know, they wouldn't right. even know what to do about it. Like that uh, a poem I read to you guys about the um, uh, the children up in heaven with the, uh, uh, you know, the, how they messed up everything up in heaven. I want to read this for the guys that's on here right quick. It's... Um, it's a really cute little thing dealing with our people and how our people really are. And it's called Negroes in Heaven. Gabriel came to the Lord and said, I have to talk to you. I have black folks up here in heaven who are causing some problems. They are swinging on the pearly gates. My horn is missing. Barbecue sauces all over their rows. Ham hock chicken, spare rib, and pig feet bones are all over the streets of gold. Some folks are walking around with one wing. They have been late talking, taking their turn and keeping the stairway to heaven clean. There are watermelon seeds all over the clouds. Some of them don't even want to wear their halos, saying it's messing up their hair. Well, the Lord said, I made them special as I did you, my angel. Heaven is home to all my children. If you really want to know about problems, let's call the devil. The devil answered the phone. Hello, dang, hold on. The devil returned to the phone and said, Hello, Lord, what can I do for you? The Lord replied, Tell me what kind of problems you're having down there. The devil said, Wait one minute, put the, put the Lord on hold. After five minutes, he returned to the phone and said, Okay, I'm back. What was the question? The Lord said, What kind of problems are you having down there? The devil said, Man, I don't, but hold on, Lord. This time the devil was gone for 15 minutes. The devil returned and said, I'm sorry, Lord. I can't talk right now. These Negroes done put the fire out and are trying to install air conditioning. <laughs> I'm going to kick out of that every time I hear it. It's funny. <laughs> you see what we're dealing with? Our people are hard-headed, stiff-necked. This is our illusion. This is our ancestors' illusion of what they did wrong.
Remember, the Most High is not forcing nobody to obey to His laws. He ain't forcing right. nobody. But at the end of the day, the Most High is trying to show you that when you obey to the laws, all that power that you are trying to accomplish through your music nowadays, people going around calling themselves Sixth God, Fifth God, whatever the area code may be, they start that, that number and then they call themselves God afterwards and having no understanding of what the word means. They go on ahead and they're trying to really get the power. They call it fame. They mm-hmm. call it hype. They call it success. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's power. But the mm-hmm. point, the point, the one of the essence, one of the one of the missions that I see from the scriptures is as is this. It's as is that. Okay, you have all that power, but you don't know that even the thought, whatever it is that you're thinking, and and when you have that power, if you have certain thoughts that are not righteous, automatically those thoughts manifest. So you, you can, sometimes it might even be too late to say, oops, oh, I made a mistake. I should have never thought that. I didn't analyze the situation authority to make that action, the cause. So in a sense, it's like we got to be able to see our vision, not only at the moment and the time. We also kind of got to look into the future and understand the mistakes that we made in the past. And we're only trying to jump to the future and not even acknowledge the past. Many of us, we do Niggas be doing that. Niggas mm-hmm. be for the most. Niggas get consumed by the emotion. <laughs> oh, that nigga looked at me the wrong way. Oh, that, why he looking over here? Why he, why he grinning me? I ain't as good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I tell you. So, most definitely, when they, be, when, they be, when they be putting out the fire, they be doing that in so many different ways, forms, and fashion because they're taking the glory of the Mosai and making it nothing but, but, but you know, vain. You know, the, the, the knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know the height, the power, the strength that we that we had. We're using it for the wrong purposes, only to accomplish a power that we we continue to justify. We continue to call that power money, and it's like when you're trying to accomplish that power that you think is is once you get it, you'll be satisfied. It's as if. You're not. It's as if you're pouring a cup. You're pouring water to fill up to to the brim of the cup, and there's a hole in the bottom of the cup. You'll forever pour, 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 and that cup will never fill because you are fueling yourself with. Um, you're fueling yourself with the wrong ambition. You're mm-hmm. fueling yourself with the wrong strength, and you're depending upon the wrong source. So, in a sense. Saying that all right to say them niggas put up the fire because they keep fueling themselves with the wrong, with the wrong thing. You know, he trying to use them, and you know what? Many of them, nah, many of them, be acting so stupid that they, he can't even use them for his purposes, and he just have to end up just leaving them, making them be on the fence. So whenever he wanna use them, he can use them, but not in his totality. So it's like he has these portions and portions of them, you know. And it, well, I say that because. Many of us, we uh, we start with this, like we start off with the Bible, we start off with the scriptures, and it just starts off with us talking, talking, talking so much, spend six, seven hours talking about the scripture about Israel is this and the white man is that, and at the end of the day, it starts and then we're talking. And when it comes to action, you hear nothing about cricket. It's not how we gonna put this into effect. How are we how are we as a people gonna put this into effect because. You want to talk about, you want to keep the laws of the Most High, and at the end of the day, you want to possess the power of the Most High, but yet you can't even dedicate the land that you're standing upon or the land that you want to build a house on top of or a dam, whatever. You want to build a house on top of it. 
And you can't dedicate it to the Mossad. You've got to dedicate it to the government that you are subjected under. You know, if you get an education in one region, why is it that you get a degree in one region and you come to another region and you can't even utilize that degree? You've got to re-educate yourself. And certain things just don't make sense. Like when I say they don't make sense according to natural law, um, they make sense, yes. But if you're looking at it, which many of us are, we're looking at it unnaturally. It makes no sense because I was trying to even reason with some brethren. You know, um, I was trying to reason with some brethren, and it's as if the Islamists they could justify themselves and feel satisfied with the justification, and it's all good. You know, just they say that just because history is all fake, then you know who cares about trying to do something that is good, and who cares about trying to show somebody real things that are of value. Who cares? A lot of them a lot of them lost hope, a lot of them lost ambition, and mm-hmm. a lot of them drunk and drug themselves in their own feelings. Mm-hmm. And I, I like I I heard about it all the time, but when you see these things and walk with it, it's like it hurts you, you know, it hurts. It's like, damn, it's like, man, we is gonzo, like we is we is far off. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering, like, what I, I was just thinking, like, because I, I work in these really affluent areas. Um, one of the areas that I work in, they're high rises, mm. and you know, it's right off. It's the Hudson River on the other side of the Hudson River in Queens. You look across the Hudson River, you see downtown Manhattan, and you know, there's a lot of you know, Arabs, Asians, Jewish, um, white, and a few black people sprinkled throughout here. If you know, if there's brothers in there, you know, they're single brothers. Um, if I see sisters there, chances are they're married to a Caucasian man or their nannies, mm-hmm. one of the two. Um, <clears throat> and I'm looking at these high-rises, and I'm inside these high-rises, and, you know, I'm thinking to myself, this is no different than a project. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying to myself, how come their high-rises look like this, Mm -hmm. and then we'll go over to the tenements in the project, and they look like they do? And the only explanation that I can come up with is mentality. It's mentality. You know, I'm walking to different clients' houses and the doormen are outside holding down the sidewalk and cleaning the sidewalks, making sure that they're clean. People are walking their dogs. They have door parks. They have their little, you know, doodle bags so that they curb their dog. And they don't doodle bags. You know, um, the doormen are in the foyer sweeping and cleaning the foyer. The there's maintenance crew and superintendent, and they are you know cleaning the windows and cleaning the elevators and making sure the elevators are clean. And I'm saying, you know, why aren't those things in place in our high-rises? 
you will walk around in a neighborhood. I go to another neighborhood where it's an affluent residential area in Queens where I have quite a few clients. And you see people outside tending to their lawn. Even if they have, like, a little townhouse and they have, like, a little plot of land, it is landscaped up the wazoo, and it's mostly Asian in this particular area that I'm speaking of. And it's mostly they're out there. The homeowners are out there gardening putting up little bonsai trees or planting gardens or, um, you know, putting up pergolas themselves. Um, One of my Asian clients, they bought, uh, you know, a fixer-upper, and her husband did all of the renovations. He put the staircase in. He renovated the bathrooms, the kitchens, the hardwood floors, everything he did himself. I was thoroughly impressed. I mean, it wasn't totally perfect as if you would have a contractor, you know, a licensed contractor come in and, you know, do do the work, but it it's very nice. And I'm saying, okay, how come we don't see this in our neighborhoods? And the only thing that I can think of is mentality. You know, I even see my clients sometimes get into little, you know, attitude tiffs and spats. You know what I mean? But the husband isn't calling the wife out her names and all sorts of these because she's just being a spoiled brat. And I'm just, you know, and, and the wife isn't losing it, you know, because he's not doing something she wants him to do. You know what I'm saying? And it's mm-hmm. just... Bottom line is mentality. Even if I look back to my mom's and dad's generation or the generation before that and then how the households related and worked and functioned, it's just totally, that's why I say it's, it, it is us, it is our our mentality, but then there's something else in operation too. Just like this homosexual just explosion, that's all mm-hmm. I can say it, this homosexual explosion that just took our community by storm overnight, that's not something that was praised, you know, and, and, and condoned. That was something that was done in secrecy and in shame. And the instances were few and far in between. And when you found out about the instances, it was like, oh, my God, you know. But now it's like instead of saying I'm black and I'm proud, it's like I'm gay and I'm proud. You know, gay is the new black and, you know, rainbow power. (laughs) That's why when they say I'm sorry to say it like that but (laughs) but, that's why when you know when they talk about things like things being put in the water and things being sprayed in the air and things in our food it kind of makes sense to me you know what I mean but then what I see that remedies that chemical psychological warfare is the scripture. 
And mm-hmm. when the Most High said that if you serve me, no mm-hmm. spell or enchantment cast against Jacob mm-hmm. will work, you see the strongest surviving and not being affected by all of the sorcery mm. and pharma mm. tactics that they're using against Jacob. Mm. And the ones that are transgressors are being affected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I would say, oh, for on the record, this is Brother Shedder. I say most of what I've come to realize is a lot of it is uh, in, in part with the mentality issue is the lack of self-control. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, the society has allowed us to overindulge mm-hmm. and um, not really see the uh, consequences behind our indulgence. And when that happens, uh, people become complacent. And then after them being so complacent, then this is what you end up with. You end up with a neighborhood that is affluent that has particular, uh, I guess you could say, um, uh, assertive uh, um, privileges, so to speak, whereas then people just seem so hindered. But, you know, whereas in other neighborhoods, you may see some people who are kind of like disenfranchised. But, you know, this is the outcome of us not learning how to manage mm-hmm. our, uh, manage, you know, our own, manage control over the things that we want. Um, mm-hmm. And then learning how to prioritize. I think that's another thing that we, this is just another one of the problems that we've been having, you know, um, which has allowed you know, the people who are ruling over us to uh, do several different things. It's kind of like what I learned when I was reading the book Art of War. See, the thing about that book, and I, and I found, out really something, found out something really interesting in the book, and the guy who, uh, the leader, or the guy who's writing about something that his leader was putting, uh, uh, proposing in these principles was stating that you usually get victory by allowing your your enemies to create the plan, and then you just kind of just go off of you assert your powers based off of how they execute their plan. See, so we're so practical um, and so predictable about the things that we are doing because, see, mind you, these people have been studying us for years. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So they know all our behavior patterns. They know, uh, I guess you can say indirectly, they know our thought process because our behavior practices have pretty much just been reflective of everything that we think. And, you know, they've been just one-upping us because everything that we do has just been based on the lack of self-control. And we've gotten to that point because instead of us actually looking at the law, um, and, and, you know, reasoning with it and saying, okay, this is what we really need to do. And despite all of this, you know, divide and conquer bull crap, we really need to get back into uh, a model government where we can do something for ourselves. Kind of started in the early 60s and 70s, 
But, you know, once the government stepped in, the drug epidemic, the war on drug epidemic, the big old prison uh, industry epidemic and all this other different stuff started coming. And then, you know, you start coming up with these social programs, you know, the Section 8, the, the food stamps and all this other stuff, which is stuff that we need. But it's been used to villainize us. Uh, It's been used to um, make us, you know, look a certain way, uh, identify us in a a certain light. That's aside from the point. The point is these people have been, you know, using these programs as bait. And then once we take the bait, then it's been used to villainize us. But then there's the end of us taking the bait and and then thinking that is just, all that we have, we don't have anything outside of social programs or government assistance or the federal government. So it's learning how to, it's like something that one of the brothers said, going to work, going to work a nine-to-five job and then learning how to go create your own business with the money that you're receiving from your nine-to-five. We got to know when to move. We got to learn how when to, you know, kind of ease ourselves out of these things. Um, and, you know, now our conditions have become very acceptable, so acceptable to the point to where I was just telling Ima Yaru the other day about, um, you know, these purple hustlers that are going out in our neighborhoods and they're asking our brothers and sisters to register to vote. you got the clipboards in your hands, but you're not telling them, how to, uh, you know, explain an election process to them. They even got them on quota systems now. Like, they got these brothers, young brothers, no more than, like, 18, between 18 and 21 years old out there, going out there hustling for bucks, but you're asking our people to go and pledge themselves, pledge their persons to this beast. One brother told me, oh, no, I'm not telling you to vote. I just need you to put your name on the paper. I'm not putting my name on that paper. You're not going to, I mean, I, I get it. You don't get it. Because if you got it, you wouldn't be sitting here trying to, you wouldn't, sit here, wouldn't be sitting here advocating this. As I told that the other different people who was involved in it, y'all out here with these clipboards telling people to vote, no, you need to tell them why they should be voting, telling them the election process and explaining the voting process if you know it. If you, if you know anything about it, you shouldn't be out there promoting that stuff. You understand what I'm saying? But that's just one instance of us not having any uh, self-control. But I'm going to say this briefly, and I'm just going to, uh, I guess I could say move on to something else so we can, um, you know, get I more have a question uh, topics for in. You. I have a question for you. Yes, yeah. I, 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 on on Facebook, the the Hausua Amaral movement was posting video of them going to the UN asking for their sovereignty and reparations. What mm-hmm. are your thoughts about that? Can I know? Okay. Who else in here just heard what she just said? Because I, I laughed at that as soon as I heard acts for sovereignty and rep- First of all, the reparations part, okay, I get it. But you're going to ask somebody for your sovereignty? Really? Yeah, I saw that. Can time. you ask somebody for your email? Yeah, I want my sovereignty back. 
How does that sound? You can have it, brother, if you really believe you got it. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, but, but wait, but wait, just hear me out now. If I'm not mistaken, were they already dec- from what he posted now? I'm just going off of what he posted on Facebook because he has, he has a site that they are promoting their quote-unquote nation. Now, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't he already declared a sovereign sister of Akia Nisha? And I'm just going off of what he posted on Facebook now. Isn't he already declared a sovereign? No. He said that he 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 went and claimed the land and the Ashkenazi nation of Israel mm-hmm. gave him the deed mm-hmm. to the Well, wait, now, because he's got certain of, there are some of his followers out there promoting that they're sovereign uh, Hebrew-Israelite national. Seriously. Like, no joke. That's why I'm confused. I'm just like, well, wait, if you're already sovereign, how can you go to the United Nations? Ask me for something you already have. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can't ask them to give you something that you already declared that you have. Well, uh, my thoughts on this is exactly it's just, I mean, I just laugh at that because um, I guess I just assume by the way that they've been promoting themselves that they just kind of already been sovereign. So there was no need to just go there to ask them for anything else but reparations. And then, then on top of that, who exactly are you going to necessarily ask for uh, 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 reparations for? Because if you go in there with just Judah, but there's like eleven other tribes, then you know that's that's they're gonna kind of look at you and laugh and like, okay, you want reparations for your nation, but all I see is a tribe. Where are the rest of the tribes? Who can you, you know, bring forth that can attest to, you know, them being affiliated with just, let's just say they were a nation, but who, what other tribes can say that they're, you know, affiliated with them? But I, I was just under the impression that they were already sovereign because some of his members were posting, like, nationality cards or something like that. Just on Facebook. So mm. I'm confused. But, I mean, you know, I don't know. At the team, one of the girls, one of his, one of his women. Let me just put it that way. One yeah. of his women are in in the uh, in a group that I have, and she posted a video of them saying that you know, watch our brothers, you know, meeting with UN officials. Asking for our sovereignty reparations. So I was a little like, why are you asking for your sovereignty? I'm a little confused here. You know, like. Just as well as that. I'm still confused. You know, Shalom, this is our Angie. You know what? Yeah. This is also um, kind of like an idea to me. Because if they're going around asking for sovereignty, and in a sense, it's like they don't get it. They don't get it. But somebody mm-hmm. going here, okay, you begging me for something that you already have. But all right, I see you don't even see that you have it already. So I'm gonna pitch it to you in a way where you're thinking that you've earned it, and I'm gonna pretty much just have you 
either I'm going to sell it to you or that's going to make you become an agent on a wearing leave, not working mm. for our association and our corporation. And they really think they're doing it with the most high. Man, it could be a big issue because, you know, I ask people when they make music, like, what's your effect that you want from your lyrics to be upon the people? What is the effect that you want to happen based off your movement that you're pressing, that you're pushing? That, that, if, if, if you get everything that you're requesting, that's you're requesting, if you get everything that you're requesting, then what? Start talking from there. Don't leave that to be dot, dot, dot. You know, and that's the problem. We do all this talking, and then we get to that point, and it's dot, dot, dot. Um, some is Z, some is sleeping. But, like, no, we should be plotting this before we get there. Let's not stop. Let's not start plotting and then when we come to the junction. And, 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 and it's like, I don't know. I don't know. How, man, I don't know because if – if you asking, you see that's the thing. I don't even re- I don't I don't even think they realize as as Art Cedric said. I don't even think they realizing that they're asking for yeah, something like, that they already have. Because like, I remember when I was in grade school, I used to ask the teacher, "Oh, can I go to the washroom?" And she's like, "No." May I go to the washroom? And now I'm thinking, i like, "Listen, I'm going to the washroom." Like that's <laughs> what I should have probably stated. I'm going to the washroom. You know, because wow. at the end of the day. I'm not asking her if I'm able to, but she think I'm okay to. Oh, is it the right time? No, like, you know, I'm letting, the thing is, we got to be able to see what, we got to be able to read the time. And that's the problem goes right back to understanding, putting words, definition of words onto, onto your own things and not having these other organizations and associ- associations doing that for you. Man, I, you know, I love how t- let me just stop right there. I ain't sound, I ain't sound repetition, but I, y'all gonna finish it up for me if I ain't made it clear as well. Uh, as well. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. brother doing a wonderful job as well, man. No problem. But okay, uh, Gavin, you were gonna say something, brother? Wait, somebody was gonna say something. Shalom, this is brother Matthew. Oh, my, uh, go ahead, uh, uh, Matthew. I apologize. You sound like uh, Gavin when you were speaking. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, when I saw the video, it looked when they were supposed to see the UN, it looked like they were in a, a back room somewhere in a smoke-filled room. And uh, what I remember, I think the dude was running like some type of radio station, and everybody else was around was like supposed to be from some type of tribe. And okay. uh, if I remember from what Brother Priest was telling us, they gave him a deed. Now, isn't that a, a obligation to perform? He doesn't have the title. Right. He don't have the t- right. He don't have the title. To the which right. is what uh, Altianisha just said. Like he doesn't have the title. And and mind you, again, it's still up in the air that he has, has the title. Even I mean, even uh, has the deed. deed. Right. You see what I'm saying? So. Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't even, man. I don't. Let me just ask this, Octanisha. Okay, and I'll ask you because both of y'all obviously have seen the video. It wasn't. You sure they? You sure, I'm, I'm really trying to give them leeway. You sure they weren't going to the United Nations to ask them to acknowledge that they have sovereignty? Or they just really went there to ask them for it? It said. In the title, watch our brothers 
addressing the video and asking for sovereignty, our sovereignty and reparations. Wow. Um, I don't know a whole lot. Look, I'm just going to say I don't know as much about statehood. I'm still learning. But I know this from what I've learned from being in tribes, okay? You cannot ask for – first of all, you can't ask the nationality to that point. Number two, you can ask for sovereignty, I mean, of course, it can be granted to you, but that's a that's a uh, legal that's a, a process within its own self, as well as statehood. That's a process within its own self. But if someone's go, if you're just going to first of all the United Nations and asking them from for sovereignty, I mean, Alt Matthew, but do you understand what I'm saying, Alt Matthew? That's yeah. that's. That's the I know. I understand. And plus, you know, if you get a chance to watch the video, you you see people in there with uh, onks on their shirts, and they are uh, Egyptians, and you have so-called Indians, and it, it and, and they're just griping. They're, they're not really addressing, you know, the issue of basically getting together. They want to get together to either try to get paid or get acknowledged. So well, now, what I'm seeing, there's nothing, there's nothing solid that they really have. They're only talking about the atrocities that happened in the past. True, right. you know, Which that's, they that's always legitimate. Do. Yeah, right. that's legitimate. But what are you going to do together as a people? You know, mm. because it's basically like a bunch of people in in church. Oh, okay. That's what it seemed like. Don't they? So it's, nothing, it's nothing really about government. I'm kind of curious, though. I want to know, like, do they have, like, a constitution or something like that? Don't they have, like, a constitution or something that they put together? Uh, I'm not for sure if they had a constitution. Uh, basically, I was just hearing everybody's grievances and and how they wanted to come together and, and voice their opinions to the UN and yada, yada, yada. Well, to me, it really didn't make any sense. I, I, I thought they were really going to go see some UN people, but what, what I saw, I think it was like an hour long, almost an hour oh, long. that's even and worse. Was, and no, nobody was there from the UN. I mean, they, they were there. Right. I mean, like, seriously, that is a bunch of foolishness. I mean, honestly, if you got to go to the U.N., I mean, why not just start the United States at all, uh, I mean, for for, uh, if, for what it's worth? Because at the end of the day, you're a part of their matrix. You're not even affiliated with the U.N. U.N. is just a body of people that represent. The U.N. is just a, a representative body of people who are from these different, quote, unquote, sovereignties that come together right. and talk about international commerce. If you aren't even, uh, 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 I guess you could say, a body politic yet, I'm pretty sure they're not even going to be t- talking to you, really. Because and what's so bad work. about it? What's so bad about it? They're not even citizens. They're all denizens. Wow. They're all they, they, they don't even have, they're, they're all denizens. Yeah. They're, not even, they're not even citizens. Um, they're going. They're going to. Uh, they're trying to voice their opinions to someone who can't even listen because they don't even have a, a, a nation even structured 
to be even in that forum. But just now, I'm just now I'm just looking at it like this: What can the United States do? Because look like they just bypass the IRS, bypass uh, the United States. I mean, yeah, I, they bypass the IRS and the uh, and the United States and just went straight to the U.N. as if the U.N. can really do anything about it. They really can't do anything about it because you're already – because you're not even established as a, a, a state or a nation state, so to speak. You don't have a – obviously, it's being, you know, presented as if you're not even a body politic. you got to go into the U.N. and ask for your sovereignty. It's not right. as if the U.N. took it from you, but, yes, yeah, someone's got to speak can I ask you guys a question? Yes. Like, isn't that showing that they are idolaters and transgressors? Isn't that like marking them? Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yes. I believe so. That would be so like to me. I, I just don't understand how they don't have it. I just, I just can't figure this guy, your husband, or Mario, out. Oh, damn, man. Can't figure that guy out for nothing, man. He's one minute, you know, he's leading, a, a, supposedly leading the nation. I've seen where people were promoting that. They have these, like, na- uh, national nationality cards. That's why I was confused when you said that they were supposed to be going to the U.N. Because I, I, from, from them, you know, disseminating uh, nationality cards, that's why I assumed that they already – were sovereign, so to speak, but I guess I was wrong. <laughs> so, um, and then, huh? is a, yes. Oh, sorry, brother. Sorry, brother. No, no, go ahead, brother. No, you know, it's 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 without a shadow of a doubt. You know, all praises be to the Most side for revealing this. You know, these truths, truths as far as in um, how Shamaria getting the info about the real Jerusalem. You know, uh, the real section of the real Jerusalem operates in the most side. But without a shadow of a doubt, it goes right back onto understanding, like, what is the essence? You know, what's the essence of what the scriptures is really talking about? Because, yes, we all got to know that our original government was set up in the regions of Jer- the, Jer- the real Jerusalem. Uh-huh. But if we go back there and just do the same exact thing and, you know, um, what uh, be con- be compromising to the diseases that come about, and be compromising to the unnecessary actions, and the um, compromising to unrighteous judgment. Then of course, niggas gonna come up again. Niggas gonna roll up again, and they gonna they gonna literally put out the fire, the fire that was burning up in the in the kingdom. They gonna put out those fires. They gonna put it out. You know, and everything, hey, they're going to they gonna cause a lot of ruckus is what I'm saying, continuously, continuously. And it's like, without a shadow of doubt, easily, the whole nation come back together and Judah and Israel going to split once more, you know. And That's why we got to get it together. We really got to get this thing figured out. I apologize. Go ahead, brother. No, no, brother, man. We have to, you know, a lot of us have to even, we still have to figure out, and I don't know how this is a mystery, but it's kind of still is a mystery. Still got to figure out why did we fall? Why did we not want to keep the laws of the Mosai? 
why did we continuously want to cheat the laws of other nations? This ain't a modern thing. Niggas don't want to leave the government. They love welfare. This ain't nothing new. That's been happening from from Babylonian Empire, Saudi Empire. Ain't nothing new. They love sacrificing towards the the, the, the more I've got back then because the benefits that they thought they was getting. It ain't nothing new. So we gotta understand why it is that we continuously hold on, and why is even in even in the history of the Moors, a, a lot of times um, I'm still learning. You know, and I'm seeing a new new info about the history of the Moors, and and I'm realizing that man, we still have the same mentality, the same goals that we're trying to accomplish. We're not able to see the end of the road. We keep we keep putting up these tasks that they're not even goals, but yet we call them goals because at the end of the day, it's only for individual selfish needs and we can't try to put our goals together for the, like, we can't try to put our goals together. We can't even try to put our goals together or make goals that, that are like stepping stones for others to come on a boat, you know, and, and, and that's, you know, that's kind of a problem. Because when you check out the love of the most high, love your brother as you love yourself. And if you love your brother, then, then you love the most high. How can you say you love the most high and don't love your brother? That, that's like the essence of the laws. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like the essence of the laws because at the end of the day, we're putting up our nation upon front because we know that, all right, if I'm putting my nation upon front, if I'm dead and gone, the nation will take care of my family. If I'm dead and gone and I'm putting myself up front, how can I expect my family to take care of the nation? My family to take care of the nation. That's preposterous. That that don't make no sense. You know, so mm. it's like we got, like we got to, we, we, man, you know, I, I, the most I to give the brother that, that insight. But when it goes back to, like, knowledge and you get knowledge, and as priest said, you get knowledge, as priest said, you get knowledge, and it's like once you get this knowledge, you feel like you become like, like, like a trusted one. No, so we gotta humble ourselves and know that we're not better than our brothers and sisters. Um, are you? Yes, sir. No, no problem. Um, wait, I, I thought I heard Artianisha. Were you going to say something, Oh, uh, yes, yes, sir. Shalom, nation. Um. Like I'm always pondering the tra- our transgressions because, like Archangel was just saying, we are the same. Mm-hmm. We have learned from our mistakes. Like we had our own land, we had our own nation. Most High told us not to contract with foreign nations. We contracted with them. Most High never said that they couldn't dwell within our nation, but the Most High told us not to follow after their gods. Right. And because we want to make everybody, you know, feel comfortable and at home, we want to start allowing them, you know, to do their thing within our gates. Not only did we allow them to do their own thing within our gates, but because our men in power even married some of their daughters. They began building temples to these other gods on holy land. Mm-hmm. Yep. So 
What happens to a nation divided? It's going to fall. So we have to learn from that mistake, you know, and as far as Hoshua is concerned, uh, yes, all praise is due to the Most High for bringing the location of David's temple to the forefront of the Mm. real Jerusalem. Right. What I see with him is it's almost like he's being blinded by his own ego. Mm-hmm. And the people that are around him, <clears throat> it's almost like they're yes men and yes women in the sense that they just want to be associated with him and the prestige around the name, but they're not really interested in being in a leadership position. Right. But they're really interested in the advancement of our nation outside of them being on top. They're not really interested in the actual structuring of our nation besides them being on top. Um from my understanding, Hoshua grew up as an Israelite. He knew who he was. Mm-hmm. His father knew who he was. His grandfather knew who he was, so on, so forth, so forth, so forth. So he has to know that what he's teaching is not the true faith. Right. So I'm wondering why is he teaching it? And, and, like, I'm thinking, okay, the only industry you could come up with is making it a museum? You want to make the Holy Land a museum? Wow, that's what's up? That's what the guy told Brother Priest. He, we're interested in you helping us over here because we want to set it up as a museum and a tourist, a tourist spot. Like, What? That's why I'm not not even, you know, interested. Forget that. You want to make our land a toilet spot? Like, whoa. And then the man was like, well, why isn't he dividing up the land? Why isn't he, you know what I'm saying? Why isn't he designating this area for Ephraim, designating this area for Ishakar, Reuben, you know, know, Judah, you know, like, why is he just. I have the deed. Follow me. Like I, I, I it's just a whole bunch of ego. That's one thing that Brother Priest continues to say in the Seed of Thought class is, um, our greatest downfall as a nation was self righteousness. Hmm. And I, I just see that all over, everybody over there, like, they're just not seeing clearly. With that, I yield. Yes, indeed. Um, I want to just throw this out here. Uh, we were talking about Freddie Gray earlier. And um, the attorney who was representing Freddie Gray is now being sued. Uh, Marilyn Mosby 
is being sued by the police in the Freddie Gray case, supposed 22 hours ago, stated that two officers charged in the death of Freddie Gray uh, are now suing attorney Marilyn Mosby for defamation invasion of privacy reports to Baltimore Sun says that Alicia White and Officer William Porter both charged with involuntary manslaughter and the 25-year-old's death back in April filed a lawsuit against Mosby uh, in, uh, uh, in Baltimore. Sheriff's Office Magistrate Sam uh, Cogan in the state of Maryland and Baltimore Circuit Court uh, says that Officer claimed Mosby Cogan knew the statement of charges filed against the officers and other statements made by Mosby at her May 1st, 2015, news conference announcing the charges were false. These, among other statements, were made not for the purpose of prosecuting crimes that had allegedly been committed by White and Porter, but rather for the purpose of quelling the riots in Baltimore. So now they're, make, now they're assuming that she made the statements to incite riots uh, in Baltimore. So I'm, now I wonder how this is going to pan out because, again, this is, I guess you can say, um, in the language of law, when you're dealing with cases like this, it's called res judicata. The cases is just ongoing, so never really, like, thrown out, so to speak. But um, I don't know exactly how that's going to pan out. But, they again, they, they just got acquitted for um, the death of Freddie Gray. So we'll see how that works. Boy, oh, boy. It's the time. It's the time. Um, I'm going to open back up the floor for any more topics, and um, just state your name for and on the record. At the time now is nine o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, eight o'clock p.m. Central. And I yield. Okay. Um, Shalom, Bernard, Travel Judah. Shalom, Nation. Yes, sir. Shalom. Shalom, bro. Hello. I know you guys were talking about a couple topics earlier, and I was muted, so. I was in and out, but uh, the United Nations, uh, like for us, we there's no statute of limitations on fraud, so we should be able to sue them as a nation for identity theft. I wanted you guys' uh, uh, feedback on that. <laughs> Sounds good. No, hey, but, man, you know what? Matter of fact, uh, first and foremost, what, what, you know, um, when, when the sister was talking about museums, you know what the scripture came into my head? Um, when King Hezekiah was being put on blast by Isaiah in the book of Isaiah for showing the uh, showing the other the kings of other nations. Oh yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. he was put on blast. Like, how are you taking the the, the 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 how are you taking the what the Mosai has done for you and kind of like made it like a damn circus? So like. What's what's preventing them from doing the same thing, wearingly, awareingly or unawareingly? And when you say you know when you say uh, sort of identity theft, you know, hey, if somebody the scripture says if somebody tells you to go and do something that is against the will of the Most High, by all means you're supposed to bring it up and you know bring it up. You ain't supposed to hold back that info. That's a lie. You ain't supposed to hold back that information and. Oh, you know what? Um, keep that in by yourself and don't tell nobody. First and foremost, you gotta let them know that w- what they're doing is off. And secondly, you gotta, you, you know, you gotta bring it to the people and let the people them show them if they ain't willing to hear it. Because at the end of the day, that that identity theft, what they're doing, it's it's they ain't doing no different from what the Kazans had done. Honestly, 
So it's like they're, they're, they're taking a dose of that poison, and they're going to get, man, that, that's something. But I, I hear you on that, brother, man. Good to hear now, from you as well. Here, Here's here's something I did want to throw out there. I was just thinking about this because I was reading up on um, property liens the other day. Now, I know that fraud is something that definitely um, is is definitely a a criminal offense. And um, I was just wondering exactly, and maybe Priest will be able to answer this, and maybe I end up answering my own stuff. I was just thinking about it. Yesterday I was reading up on adverse possession. And I know, I realize that um, that these people who are living in that land kind of got the land through adverse possession because their original uh, land uh, holders um, pretty much, uh, I guess you can say by acquiescence of title, you know, relinquished those rights only because we didn't know, well, we didn't really know who we were, but that in itself is an acquiescence of title because now we don't, because we don't know how to properly identify ourselves, we don't know we own that land. So when they went and sat and squat in the land, there was no one who went there to clean it. And I think for certain, uh, for uh, I guess you could say for adverse possession, maybe the uh, the law store is totally different. I've read in some places where uh, acquiesce of uh, adverse possession Possessions is maybe like uh, uh, they have to be living in a certain land for like maybe or a certain property for twenty to thirty years. Well, they've been well been over there for well quite some time. But I wonder how uh, them being uh, convicted and you no know, indicted and convicted of fraud would uh, play on their rights of adverse possession of that land of Israel because they're just occupying that land. You see what I'm saying? They're squatters, and they but they've been I guess you could say paying the taxes. They've been you know they've been doing commerce. They have a government. They have a uh, the you know uh, some body politic test. I wonder how that would actually work in you know getting them off to that land, uh, or how us convicting them of fraud would you know. affect them being on that land. I just kind of, I'm curious about that. But you know what? The fact that you brought that up, I mean, I I never gave two thoughts about, you know, uh, the statute of limitations on fraud. So, I mean, hey, when the the time comes, I mean, we'll let this day be reflected on record that we caught this on, uh, you know, got this on record that the statutes and limitations never runs out on fraud. So they'll get what's coming to them. Even in in the essence of time, they'll get what's coming to them. But let me ask you a question, uh, Bernard. What are your thoughts on the whole situation? You know, just listening to the feedback, you know, they they claiming to be us. Uh, You know, of course, we abandoned that property. But for them to claim to be us, and we can prove through um, who we are, you know, because the in South Africa, the Limba tribe, they uh, proved through the Kohanan that they are the uh, heirs of uh, Levi. So because Judah, I mean, that they are brothers. So we can prove that through the bloodline. And there's a brother on YouTube. His name is Dr. Yeshua Ben Ephraim. 
he did the DNA testing on that, and he was basically yeah. saying that Jacob's Jacob's twelve sons' uh, blood type is E one B one A. So through the bloodline, we can prove who we are. We just got to get uh, creative as far as like you know lawfully how to submit that claim and how to go after these guys for fraud because you know not only are they guilty of identity theft, they're guilty of collusion. They're they're guilty of several different charges. But, you know, you know we just dealing with a. Um, uh, 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 a corrupt government, and we would have to. I think using scripture as our as our outlet to do that. We just got to get creative with the paperwork. I mean, well, technically, brother, everything is really at our disposal. I mean, that's already yeah. on. That's even outside the scriptures. It's already um, on record. We have plenty of. Uh, uh, I guess you can say um, uh, historic narratives. Right. That you know properly identify who we are, and right. even by the mouths of their own people who identify <laughs> who they are. So it's really not a there's really no contest. It's really so much as us really getting the the government back together in order to enforce it. Because see, when we have the 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 all of the tribes together to do it. Mm-hmm. It would stand. It would stand more. It would have more standing in law because it'd be well. It'd be more credible when you have all of the people there because they knew that it was what formulated the nation of Israel. They they know what the components of the house or the legislative body of Israel was. That that you know carried May, twelve. May I shoot this? Yeah. May I shoot this? What if we got one representative from each tribe, you know, to submit the claim and. Uh, so and then then every all the twelve tribes we got a representative, and because we know that African American is not a nationality, uh, being an Israelite is, we can submit that to the Supreme Court. You know, all this stuff kind of all this stuff kind of swishes around in my head all the time, and I'm just and we 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 really close. We just I don't think nobody has done it, and we need to do it because. You know, I, I know we see in the in the media every week they keep talking about giving us reparations, but we know they're not going to give it to African Americans. So, but right. I just wanted you guys' opinion on that. Shalom. Uh, this is Sister Anisha. I yeah. just want to say you guys can count me in for whatever assistance I can provide. I definitely want to be present. I say all of us want to be there. I mean, no, no, like, no, like, seriously. Could you imagine 500 years, maybe 400 plus or five going on 500 years, we've been, you know, dealing with not having a heritage? That's number one. But then you could also look at the fact that we have, for the last maybe going almost 100 maybe uh, years, um, where you had somebody identifying themselves on record as you um, by fraud. Now, now, mind you, they've all, they 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 got the name. They they're not using the name Israelite. They're they're using the state of Israel. See, it's a corporation. It's a government as a it's a corporate government, so to speak. It's not an organic government. But aside from that, you have a body of people who took it upon themselves to say, 
well, we're Jewish, we have the principles, so we might as well just go ahead and claim to be Israelites. And it's like, well, they ain't awake, so we can just go ahead and just, you know, just, you know, squat on the land, you know, and just kind of do a little adverse possession. And, you know, they're not going to come in because, they, see, they're asleep. They, they're not thinking about us. They, they're too busy eating Rice Krispie Treats and, and pork and all this other different <laughs> stuff with aluminum in it. And, you know, it's going to clog up their minds. So they're not really thinking about us squatting on the land. We're not worried about it. And I'll say this. Well, because they got to that point to where they, you know, that but they believe that to be true, you know, let them do it. Let them keep on doing it because when we finally get to the point to where, you know, I think the circumstances of the people are going to really just push them to that point to where we have to form formulate. I think when the government falls, when there's a notion that the government really is falling or has fallen, that circumstance is going to really push us together, especially because at the same time that the government is falling, you have more and more of our people waking up across the world. And you have all their own people coming out and starting to talk about it as well. And you have a lot of these uh, people who are in these churches now. They're starting to talk about it now. They're starting to tell who this is. So it's like at the same time where they, they're committing fraud, it's almost kind of like it's already kind of been out there in the open that they've been doing fraud. But the fact that, you know, they had nobody to really, you know, challenge them in court, so to speak, about the inheritance, so to speak, or the estate, then they just say, okay, we'll screw it. We'll just go ahead and we'll just squat. You know, we'll do a little squatter sovereignty. You know, we're just claiming it. Ain't nobody got a right. No one else has the right to tell us we can't claim it. But, um, you know, Look at it like this, man. We're in a time and age where we have a a mass dissemination of information. And once we, you know, put forth the energy of building this government, I I truly honestly believe that everything else will just fall in place only just by, you know, circumstance. People really have nothing else to, you know, nothing else to have. They They won't have much of anything else left. Um, maybe they won't really have too much else to, you know, anywhere else to go. They have nobody to really help to protect their property, and that's where we come in. And once they see that there's a standing power that you know can you know survive outside this jurisdiction, they're going to come, and that's going to make us more apt to just getting our body of people together, so that when we do make the claim. We can go straight to the international uh, criminal court that they have set up, just like, you know, when the Palestinians uh, made those claims against the Israelis. We can go straight to that court, and we can file a claim there. And they would, you know, have to kind of step in and say, okay, we're going to have to properly seize this land because this land doesn't belong to you, you know? That's kind of crazy because that's, that's, that will cause a snowball effect. Yeah. You can say that. It definitely will cause a snowball effect because look at the look at all the people that are tied into it. You have the United Nations, you have the United States, you have uh the UK, and you have the Roman Catholic Church. And then you have the territories. And you have all the people that are uh under their corporate jurisdiction. 
And that's practically the whole world. <laughs> and they all benefited from the fraud too. They all benefited. They all get they all get the suit. <laughs> I mean they're they just waiting on us to file the claim. Right. You see what I'm saying? So it's look. I guess you could say at the end of the day, sister, it's really up to us. It's really how we are playing this game of chess. They know it. We know it. It's just as much as, just as sure they, you know, they're they're fighting to, you know, try to keep us dumbed down, the fluoriding, working, they're shooting, they're shooting us in our heads, but we just keep popping out these babies. The, the women keep, you know, they're not aborting their babies as much as, you know, they used to. I mean, they're trying the homosexuality thing, but now people are really coming out against it. They're not really, I mean, the tricks are really, it's, it really don't hold no more. So all we have to do now is really just, really just get this government going, like just really trying to get our bodies of uh, bureaus and offices together. Everybody has to get more acquainted with uh the civil jurisdiction, the civil representation, and we can do this. There's nothing else that is going to stand in our way. But I'm just, I, I mean, I just, I'm thinking about the snowball effect, though. But in the essence that it may a bad, be a bad, I apologize, I'm going to make this very brief. In the essence that it's going to be a bad, you know, good thing for us is also going to be uh, a little bit of a bad thing because you are also going to have some of our brothers and sisters mixed in that because they're already incorporated. Mm-hmm. You see? Yeah. So it's, there's, a, there's a, but, I mean, who on this line doesn't realize that there's always going to be some bad with the good? That's just the way life is. That's life, yeah. So, you know, this is why the scriptures tell us there's, you have free, you have quote unquote free will. Choose yeah. this day good so that you may live. Yeah. And I mean, if you don't, if you don't use that providence, that if you don't use that providence that the Most High gave you in order to do what you need to do, then the snowball effect. I mean, you may be part of it. I yeah. mean, that's a sad reality, but yes, yeah, true. I, I yield. Some, someone's going to speak. Probably uh, I'm getting ready to go because I'm headed uh, home. I wanted to say, you know, you can count me in also. Put me up there where, put me in the law part, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Put me in the law part, please. I I, have no shame. You know, if anything, I I think you will be, I'm pretty sure you'll be considered for that. Y'all, let me tell y'all something. (laughs) Even y'all rule, this is not an average Woman, you hear me? This is a real buckler. This woman got sword and shield, and she's a very strong, very strong, strong willed and minded woman. As as all these, you know, sisters in this nation. But Emma, you know, sometimes I have to marvel at you, and I just be like, man, you really are that woman. So I, a priest knows it too, and priest is really trying to get all us in that same mind frame. So yeah. But I wanted to say, I'm getting ready to go. Yes, and I, what you was talking about, Israel, well, I, I, before I get to that, I wanted to say Sister Anisha and I, Freelance, and YB Black is our, our names, uh, we uh, do a newsletter, you know, for each month. And the one is due to come out tonight, 
Uh, I will be getting home to send it out to everyone. And make sure you look at the news part because it's dealing with Israel. You'll be able to see what they're doing next. So I want to say I love everybody. I'm out of here. Shalom, shalom. Shalom, um, I do also want to say, um, and I made an announcement about this uh, two weeks ago, and I should have uh, acted upon this, but I have to make some preparations in doing it. I'm going to, as uh, and I said this again, so I'll make it short, uh, as uh, internal affairs, I will kind of go around to all the different departments in the uh, real estate investment program just to kind of fill out exactly what, you know, what we're doing so to speak, and, you know, just kind of keep us all, you know, in, I guess you could say, a jump as, you know, to getting this thing going because June is, like, right around the corner. <laughs> um, we'll be harping on these executions, like, really, really soon. So we got to, I guess you could say, we got to keep our Army in check and we got to get our Army prepared because when we get out here, to make these executions is going to be a whole lot that goes on after that. So I just kind of want to reach out to each department. Um, I don't necessarily know what day I'll uh, end up doing it. Um, I'll notify everybody before I do it. I'll provide uh, full disclosure. It's not going to be, you know, some long-winded thing. I just want to kind of sit down with you guys and kind of just fill you guys out and figure out exactly what we do on a day-to-day. Um, and on that, I'll um, just open up the floor once more um, for any other topics. Before I do that, I do want to just throw this out on the uh, floor. The guy I was talking about earlier, his name is Larry Wilmore. Yes, the the the, um, the, the comedian. He spoke at the uh, White House Correspondents' Dinner um, a couple of days ago. Um, his name is Larry Wilmore. When you guys get a chance, please go and check out uh, either the video or um, Washington Post did a – they had the full script of everything that this man said. When I say this, child was hilarious, but it was even more funny is that the white establishment was not feeling this. They was not feeling that crap. I mean, this man just smacked – the white establishment all on, all in their face. And he was open about it. So you guys get a chance to check it out, and I'll open up the floor for any more discussion topics. Okay. Um, shalom, shalom, shalom. This is Andrew. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I was um, listening to the radio uh while I was on uh while I was like working and and they were saying I don't know who, I can't remember who I think it was either Obama or some head ruler or some head somebody with a head position in the UN. They were saying that they're trying to remove certain words that are that are acknowledged to be derogative. And the words are Negro, Oriental, Indian. Um, those are the, the those are the three of them that I remember at the moment in time. Um, they're trying to remove those words from being 
placed into documents and 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 uh, things of that sort because they're known to be as derogatory. Yeah, Negro, Oriental, and Indians. And I was like, they're trying to remove from where, brother? Like where any kind of any kind of like law document. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I didn't oh, get a child. They are grasping for straws. They are grasping for straws. Yeah. Oh, so it's 2006. It took you to 2016 to realize that those words were derogatory? What the hell are we living? Well, you know what was shocking to me? Because I never knew the word oriental was considered to be a derogatory term. That's what they're saying. I've heard someone else say that mess. Let me tell you something. That word, I've never heard any quote-unquote, Asian person find the word oriental derogatory. And first and foremost, the word oriental means eastern. The the opposite of that word is occidental. It means western. So I've never heard anybody, I've never heard any, quote-unquote, uh, person of the Asian persuasion say anything uh, about that word. I, I, I mean, Nisha, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I've never heard anyone of Asian or Indian descent take offense to being called Indian or Oriental. Because there hmm. are some Indians that are part of the Orient. Right. You right. know? Now, when it comes to Negro, I take offense to the fact that now they're trying to change it because mm-hmm. throughout history, they use the term Negro to differentiate between the Negro and the actual hermetic people, that they, mm-hmm. there was a difference between right. that the Negro was different. <laughs> so I find it really insulting to my intelligence mm-hmm. that you want to try and omit it because it just goes to prove and show that they're still trying to hide our history. Hmm. Hmm. I caught that when he said they were trying to remove it because now I'm thinking to myself, well, what exactly are you going to replace it with? Because. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, but if you think, okay, so if they're gonna, okay, if they're gonna replace the word Negro with African American, that would have to that would have to coincide with an earlier civilization that was called America, because before we were called African American, America we were called Negro, but America never existed before the use of the word Negro. So then how are they going to, how exactly are they going to figure that one out? They got to figure that one out. They just, make me sick. they just make me sick to my stomach. Just like they're trying to, you know, change slaves in the history books to indentured servants. They got some damn nerves. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just heard my... I just heard my sponsor mention that one of the reasons why she believes Oriental um, to be kind of derogatory is the fact that when an individual says Oriental towards an Asian, um, it's as if they're classifying 
all Orientals to be of the same, like all Orientals to be like the same nationality. And I, I, I can see how that can most definitely be offensive because if you call a Korean Chinese, they, they correct you quick before you even finish the word. Oh, yes, they correct you quick. And I, I still try to figure out how these Indians call, how, how are these said Indians, like our brothers and sisters of uh, Gad and so forth, how they call Indians, and there is no facts to prove that they actually came from the lands of said India, you know. And I know that in Montreal, I know that in, in France, I, not France, I know that in, like, French, um, I know India, um, Indian originally meant savage. So I, I'm aware that the term Indian originally meant savage. Uh, like like another word for, 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 for Indian in the French tongue is savage. I know mm-hmm. that. So, like I can see how certain words can be derogatory, but without a shot of a doubt, it's, I agree. It's like, hold on a sec, 2016 and now y'all just putting this, on like all in the air, and keep in mind the radio station that I heard is on. They're not really a radio station that's known for playing, known for airing uh, important like like news that are dealing with law and stuff like that. However, they do air news that deal with like our people, news that affect our people. That's a music radio station. You get what I'm saying? It's it's just like it, it plays like the hot, the hot like all the the hot excuse me, all the hot musics, right? the hot hits or whatever the case may be, right? But that's, mm-hmm. that's what they used to play at work or whatever. But, um, that yeah, that that one was kind of like, now this information is coming out or not? Like, nah, man, there got to be something else to this. This got to be a cover-up for, for something because this is things kind of late. Oh, good. That's all you've done. I think something interesting that they called, like, the Gadites, um, you know, Indian, and, like, Reuben and all of them, and Shikar. Um, uh, I found it really interesting that they called them Indian when they were actually, you know, slaves to mm-hmm. the Indians. Right. So, you know, they had the West Indians and the East Indians, and they, you know, made sure to say that they were different, but they never explained how they were different. So I just right. found it really interesting after finding out that, you know, those were the 12 tribes that were taken captive by, you know, what was it, Salamanessa? Um, yes. And they were slaves to Indians, and even, you know, um, What's your face it? Um, <laughs> what's her name? What's her name? Um, Esther. Esther married into them. Mhm. Right, she married into the first. But mind you now, she married into the Medes tribe, not the the uh, the uh, Elamites. See, right. Yeah, okay. Those are those would be like the Hindi Indians, right? Hey. Um, the Elamites, yes, they, they will be the Hindustani. Uh, I mean, um, Shalamanasar, he would he be like a Hindi type of or Persian type of Indian? He probably would be, I guess you can say, the Medi Persian, 
because you have the Elamite Persians and then you have the Medi Persians. The Meds were the ones who conquered the Elamites, and then they pretty much, I guess you can say, after they colonized, they did the exact same thing. They became what you would know today, like the quote-unquote Germans and Romans, or the Romans came over here and were now known as the original Americans. Now the Medes are the original quote-unquote Persians, but the original Persians were the Elamites. Mm. So you're dealing with the Medes, not the Elamites, who uh, who enslaved the Ten Tribes. Yeah, that wasn't the Elamites. It was the Meds that came from uh, uh, um, from Jaffa. So that's how that goes. But you know what? Here's something else I just thought about. Now we're talking about the word uh, Oriental being of a derogatory term, only in the aspects of it. You know, trying to uh, create a dichotomy of everybody that's on that continent where they may not necessarily be the same. Well, couldn't you just almost say the exact same thing about Africa? Because not all of everybody that's on Africa today on that continent is from Africa. You see what I'm saying? I mean, they'd be better off calling us Afro-Asiatic because that was the original term of everybody who lived in Mesopotamia, whether you be, quote, unquote, from the Canaanite tribe, the Kushite tribe, uh, anybody that was from uh, the Iranian tribes and all of those different things. We were called as Afro-Asiatic. So now, if they want to, if they want to, you know, if they want to remove Negro, you have to properly place. You have to place it with something that will properly link us back to our history and our heritage. And just, you know, replacing it with African American ain't gonna help much enough. Because the first thing I've realized that now in this time, you have quote unquote African Americans who are now realizing that they are not African. <laughs> and they're coming out and they're they are acknowledging that there is a quote-unquote difference between us and the said African people, which at the end of the day, we know that the word African is, is kind of like a genetic identity, but it's not being set out that way. They're trying to, you know, it, it's not being claimed that way. It's like, oh, we're from the land of Africa. They're not understanding that the people in politics are not using it for that. They're using it in the same way that they would have used it for is the word more. But when we, the, the I guess you could say the, you know, general countrymen would say, uh, I'm from Africa, we African. They're looking at it as a, you know, from a geopolitical perspective. We're from Africa. It's like, no, we're not from Africa. We may be African in a in a in a sense as a genetic identity, because that was the word that they used to replace more. But we're not African, so we know that there's a difference between us. So if they're going to replace that word with something. They better replace it with something that's going to you know keep you know our uh, history going. Because if they put African American, that's going to set us back. You know, only that's going to put us on the map for only about a good 60, 70 years when we've been around for thousands of years. Right. Come on, man. Like, don't try us like that. We know what time it is. But then again, like you just said, uh, Anisha, they're trying to erase our history. 
You know, they did it with, okay, wasn't it just, wasn't it just an issue some time ago when they replaced the word slave trade with the triangular trade? Yeah, out of control. That's all yeah. I was saying. There was an issue about that. People were saying that, uh, it, yeah, it was crazy. The things that they get away with, it's just like, well, look at it like this. See, remember, this goes back to what I was saying earlier when we were talking about how they, uh, they, I guess you could say, applied the squatter sovereignty. Well, that's just kind of the same thing. See, we, I guess you could say by acquiescence of title, we kind of give them their right to do it because we, as a nation, should be able to do it, but we're not a... uh, we're not an established nation in terms of all the tribes actually being together again. So the theocracy is not there in order to really enforce it. However, if we were to say, hey, look, you guys shouldn't be writing our history for us. We don't need you to do that. As a matter of fact, how about we all just go and just gather our people and then we just set the record straight? Man, that would really, really, you know, that would really, really, really um, uh, put them on their toes now because now they got the real flesh and blood people alive who can challenge what they're doing, which mm-hmm. will happen. However, though, I mean, you're looking at the fact that there is a the nation of Israel uh, as a legislative body. I mean, we're not to that legislative point yet, but as a legislative body, you know, no one is challenging it. So they, they, they're doing what they're doing now because there's no legislation challenging it. But this is why this is this is amazing because they don't even get it. That, And I guess this is why we really have to tame the ego because I think, you know, gener- Hebrews that are coming up now in this generation are just all about revenge. So they're lucky that we're not just that type of we just uh, we want revenge type Israelite. We're trying to really get out of that because we realize that same way, you know, it, I guess you can say a, a vengeance or vengeance itself is twofold. It can happen to anybody. But we want to show them that we're not you. We're not mm-hmm. you in your sorcery. We're not you in your 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 cunningness in trying to deceive people, you know, but at the same time, it's also like this. What happens when you have to govern people who don't want to make this, you know, who don't want to properly uh, claim their history? I mean, again, like I said, it's an acquiescence of title or acquiescence, period. You just don't speak up. We just assume that this is what you're called. So I guess this is where, you know, we are, you know, seeing this with our own eyes at what happens when you let other people govern you. This is this is it. No one said it was going to be fair, but, I mean, hey, you know, <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Um, any other Salama. thoughts about that? Salama. Yes. Uh on the record, I'm Eric. Yes. Uh, Tribal Judah. I was just, yes. uh, I was just thinking, is it this could be the same 
uh, way that our people was before we started taking records. And then when they started writing the records, you know, for our people, we was in the same condition, the baby mind state before we uh, started taking record on government and commerce and statute, with that, and I mean laws, with that idea. I mean, I would, I mean, I would probably, I would make the assumption that that would, that would have been the case. I, I would definitely make the assumption that that would be, and I do say I make the assumption. You know, again, I wasn't there, but I mean, come on, look at the state, look at look at the status that we're in now. I mean, we're still doing it. We're still doing it, but I do notice that there's a big difference. Whereas in when I realize, and I guess this is by just looking at certain little you know movies that they did about slavery, or you know, just by the time that they you know they were still enforcing like the Christian codes and stuff. You still had like these, you know, slaves who knew the law. You see what I'm saying? Like they they knew the law and they they did enforce it to the extent that even though they were slaves, they knew that they had rights. Well, now we just it just wasn't even. I don't even know, man. It's just mm-hmm. it just got to the point to where now this government just like well if you're not going to do it we're going to do it and if we got to do it we're going to do it our way and they're just doing it their way but this is okay because see when this quote unquote snowball effect takes shape now there is a challenge on it on public record by us because see we've been out here for a while now telling the people that they are of the children of Israel. As a matter of fact, it ain't just been us. It's been a lot of other different groups out there now. So whereas in, I mean, we have been setting setting the record straight, but we haven't been writing the record, so to speak. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like we're saying it. I mean, I don't know if YouTube counts, I mean, because it's all over YouTube now that we're Israelites. I mean, you really can't even hide it. I mean, our faces are all over Europe, all over Russia, all in China, all in Egypt, and so on and so forth. And I guess, but that's just not enough. You see what I'm saying? Because it's the same rhetoric that they, it's the same type of uh, principles that they apply when they came and took this land. You see what I'm saying? People still think that, oh, they squatted on the land and took it. Well, you you see. Well, maybe they did, but what people keep forgetting, or maybe just don't take the time to look at, is that I mean, the Roman Catholic Church had already won the rights to this territory when they defeated the Moors. So all they did was just come and just, I guess you can say, seize it, um, because they had the. How should I say? I want to say they had the deed, but did they have the title? I do not know. But obviously they had the title if they were granting sovereignty to people and if they were going out there writing up edicts uh, for bulls of discovery and stuff like that and, you know, tapping into the mineral resources and, you know, finding people and setting up plantations. So they obviously had it. But I just think that the way they went about it, maybe it's just there are some things that we just don't know. However, again, you forfeit your right to do something, 
then this is what happens. So now we have to be, this is why, you know, priests so adamant about us learning how to properly contract because now we are in the make it or break it period in this in this whole generation thing. Like we are, we are the resurrected. Wow, Shalom Nation. I'm just. I have a a question, and then I have a, a, a I guess a um a vision of how Dad uh, must have been looking when those Europeans came on shore. You know, asking, you know, where is this and where is that? They must have been like, oh, shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what are these crabs doing over here? Like, oh, my God. But I'm wondering where all the remains of the kings and the Israelites that were buried in the Holy Land are. Man, your guess is as good as mine. I've been wondering that since I got in tribes. <laughs> I've been wondering that since I got in tribes. Um, and as a matter of fact, I guess, look, it would be wise to think that the only people who would know the answer to that question would be the Roman Catholic Church since they have jurisdiction over it. Mind you now, they had already seized jurisdiction of Jerusalem. Um, and I hope I say this right via 1099. And I'm thinking it may have been. And maybe, I don't know, wait. I wonder if it was the Roman Catholic Church who seen it because that was during the time of the Crusades. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So I'm think. no, I'd have to, I'm not going to put that out there because I'm going to ask Priest to confirm that because I don't necessarily know. But let me just say this. Once they won that, once they defeated the Moors, um, and they've been able to get possession of so many different things, I mean, they, they pretty much have to say so over how the Israelis are, you know, conducting, uh, you know, government over in Jerusalem now, um, and as well as the Palestinians. So, is that they if they have just that little bit of jurisdiction. I'm pretty sure they they you know were keeping records about what was you know taken from that land, and if they do, then I'm pretty sure, sister, they know what happened to those they know what happened to those bones and remains of those kings. I'm pretty sure they know what happened to all their regal paraphernalia, all their royal attires, all of that other different stuff. I mean, they got to know. Those disrespectful heathens might be wearing them for all we know. (laughs) Hey, and wouldn't that be interesting? That would be interesting, you know. You know what? I ain't going to lie to you. Sometimes I'll be, like, looking at some of their attire and stuff, and i just be thinking, I wonder if that really, like, I wonder if that belonged to David or if that belonged to Solomon or if that belonged to, uh, you know, all the other kings and all of that stuff because I'm just like, where are they getting this stuff from? You know, they're seizing it through excavation and all this stuff, but, you know, where's all our stuff at? I would assume that they 
you know, kind of got like a pawn shop, like a, a, a church pawn shop or government pawn shop that they keep everything set up until you, you know, you you redeem it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Who knows? We'll, you know, we'll find out yeah. soon enough when everything comes into fruition. I just want to um, open up the floor once more for any more topics. It's like 946, and, and I don't want to keep everybody here, but uh, I'm just going to open up the floor once more uh, for any more topics, and if we don't have any, I'll just uh, go ahead and close out. I'll just open the floor once more. Okay. Well, um, like I said, um, we will be going on break, and you guys just uh, keep up for any updates that may be in the university. Please study your material, um, especially those that are in Nucleus, because when we come back, we will, again, be dealing with some other things, uh, and we'll be going into documents pretty soon. Um, other than that, I will get ready to adjourn. The time now is 9.47 p.m. Standard Time, Eastern Standard Time, 8.47 Central, and um, we can adjourn. Shalom, shalom, everybody. Shalom. Shalom, shalom. Shalom, shalom everybody. Shalom. 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 Oh, darn, where am I at? Okay, there it goes.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.